and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious psychic, my symbiote-to-be, Hunter Van Symbiote-to-be? Yeah. C- compared to I'm going to jump on you. What happened to this book, yeah. And take your skin? No. <laughs> Become you, your skin? No, you're my symbiote. Why am I your symbiote? You should be mine. No, because I'm the host. But I'm... I'm the host! <laughs> no! I'm going to beat you with one of these things. <laughs> oh. Anyway, guys, we are, as always, brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics Town, Saving New York. Let's first off with some news. A new fun trailer dropped today that Hunter sent me, thank God, to watch this before we recorded. It is Batman Solar Dragon trailer. Hell yeah, dude. And it is the, definitely the most kung fu-y, exploitative 1970s like hoopla you can think of. It's Batman, Bronze Tiger, Richard Dragon, and Shiva yeah. all teaming up in a kung fu movie to stop evil scientists in the seventies. Who? And fighting Cobra. That's the Cobra. Cobra. Yeah, 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 the, the Cobra, Cobra Society. Yeah. Probably Nazis in there too at some point. I know. I wouldn't be surprised if there's secret movie. Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> kung, fu kung fu movies are always like we fight Nazis. Oh man. It and looks that, so good. The animation, the animation looks, looks crisp. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more like the um uh the Brave of the Bold. Ew, no. If it was like that, I, I thought it was going to be more Brave and the Bold. The nope. first still I saw, I was like, oh, this is the Brave and the Bold. It's like a Brave and the Bold universe thing. Yep. Or it was going to be like D. Bradley, not D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, um, right. Daedrich, no, Daedrich um, Baker yeah, yeah. doing um, his Batman. I think it's still him, but I believe it's, um, he's not playing it up, you know? Oh, I got to no. ch- check out who the Batman is. Yeah, I didn't check out who uh, doing the voice. But it's cool to see that. And they got Michael Jai White, I think is his name. He plays Bronze yes. Tiger in everything. Yes. He was Bronze Tiger in the movies, like the um, the animated ones, and then in CW Arrow. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I think he's good. No, it's fine. It was cool. He's trailer. a big old action guy. He did yeah. a new, new movie this year called Welcome to Sudden Death, the sequel to Sudden Death. Instead of a hockey game with John Cullen Van Damme, it's a basketball game. I hate all that. It, Everything you it, said it's made die hard, but at a basketball. <laughs> Everything game. Everything you said made my brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't think it's said. No, it's 2021 right it's now. It's next year though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to come out like last month. No, because um, DC does three. Um, no, DC does three animated movies a year. How did they, they count quarter, Death in the Family? They do. Because um, it's technically short showcase or whatever. Yeah, they also had other stuff too, because you watched it. Well, oh, yeah, and no, I watched it. You know, they had the actual Oh, it's shorts. in your bag. I have it right here. Oh, it's today. Yeah. yeah. Right it's today. <laughs> you know, the beginning of the year, they had Red Sun. Yep. Then a month and a half later, they had... Man of Tomorrow. No, no, it was, oh, it was oh, Apocalypse. War. Yeah. Then, then Man of Tomorrow. That's the three. Yeah. And then the DC Shorts was four technically. Yeah. So because it's not really. It's not because it's some new content. But like I said, they do three year: first yeah. quarter, second quarter, third quarter of the year. And then the fourth quarter is just nothing extra shorts. Yeah, it's, they never normally put something out, or it's like um, uh, one year they did a um, I think a collection of shorts. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Or it's like when they, uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. There's one yeah. of them. Yeah. You it know, doesn't count, but it does. Yeah. So yeah, normally it's normally three other four. Or like a Lego movie. Oh, they did Lego Shazam at the beginning of the year too. Yeah, so it's like they don't count those. So it's like normally like just three movies. Uh, Man of uh, Tomorrow was good. We should was. talk about that sometime. We will. We'll talk about it soon. Cause I want to do like uh, once we're more into this. new If we do anime. get a sequel, not a sequel to the movie, a sequel to like the universe that yeah. they started, maybe we'll start up another one. The new DCE. Yeah. New DC AMU. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> they need a shorter acronym. Anyway, you want to hit me up with some uh, WandaVision? So, WandaVision will begin streaming January 15th, 2021 on Disney+. Plus. A couple months ago, we uh, relayed the information that it was supposed to start streaming before the end of the year. But with all the COVID delays and the reshooting they had to do with certain stuff, it ended up being January 15th, 2021. But that's still really early. Yeah. 
It's just, it's just a shame because there yeah, is, and they're doing their weekly uh, episodes like they do with all their shows. Yeah, well, like I said, it's only a shame because this is the first year that we have zero MCU properties, which is weird. Year. Yeah, we were supposed to get one of three. three? Oh, no, we're gonna get four because we were gonna get both the movies. Yes, one division, Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first. Yep. They ended up getting delayed because they were shooting um, in Puerto overseas. Rico. So, no, they were shooting Puerto Rico, and then well, they're, they're also shooting overseas in Prague. Well, when they first when it first got Portugal. canceled, uh, first, the first delay was because uh, they were shooting in Puerto Rico, and the earthquake happened. Yeah, so they they got delayed, and they were shooting in Prague, and then COVID happened. Yeah, so they I never think it was to, Prague. Don't yeah. quote me, but I think it was Prague. So yeah, but I'm excited. I mean, I do want. I can't wait to see it. I already have like. I ideas. mean, it's good to get a break from the MCU. Let's be real. Oh, of course. So I mean, we did get a Marvel movie this year. It was New Mutants, unfortunately. Yeah. But we still got one. Not that that movie was even that bad. So I'm excited to see WandaVision. They said each movie, uh, each episode is like a mini movie in itself. Because each one takes over the course of a couple decades. Nice. Each movie takes place over the course of a couple decades, they said. Oh, in, in um the style of the show. Like 50s sitcom, 60s sitcom, 70s sitcom, 80s yes. sitcom. That's, that's kind of cool. I like that. I do like that. I like that breakdown. Actually, look, I, it will work for that show a lot. Yeah, and, and I think after that, because we know that Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange too, right? So I wouldn't and this be surprised is the if opening they to Doctor Strange yeah, too. Oh, hopefully. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tie a lot of stuff into this show, because we know that Falcon Winter Soldier is only going to have Sharon Falcon Winter Soldier, Baron Zemo, and U.S. Agent. Those are like the big ones that they're going to have in um that. Series, yeah. So, but we know Wandavision has at least one episode with Doctor Strange. Yes. At least one episode with Martin Freeman's character for Black Panther. He's like the the CIA guy. Yes. And then we have one episode with Monica Rambeau, or the daughter of Monica Rambeau. Yes, because she's not. We they confirm that it's no, it's Monica. It's as an adult though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what the mom was in Captain. Marvel. Oh, yeah, I forgot the mom's Claire, name. Claire, maybe Rebecca. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm excited for that show a lot. I think it's going to be really cool. Plus, I want to see Paul Bettany do stuff more so. He's got this new movie coming out called Uncle Frank. You know these weird tidbits. I've, I'll watch a lot of movies. I know. This. This, it came out for the um, South by Southwest Film Festival. Yes. If you want to see Hunter talk about more films... Don't check- quote... No, I'll, don't pimp my podcast out. We'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go from there. We'll jump from Disney Plus to our Constantine stuff, which I thought was weird. This is the weirdest thing yeah. ever. It's so, not even like Constantine CW. No. So, uh, sequel to Keanu Reeves' Constantine movie is in the works, according to actor Peter Storman, who played Lucifer in the in the film. Yeah. Um, at first, I was gonna set. I was, the, I was at first I was gonna set this uh, news article up as Lucifer actor confirms Constantine sequel, but I was like, he's gonna think it's um Tom whatever his name. Tom, is. Uh, it's it's Tom something. Tom. Uh, Tom, Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. My wife has a. I think it's Tom Ellis. Yeah, my wife that. loves that dude. He's hot. He's, he's, he's a good looking. He's a good looking dude. He's a very good looking man. Good looking dude. And I hate that she has this lover. I'm like, I'm like, I'm the one who got her into the show. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I need to be loose for I need to be loose for cut. Like yeah, that's so, what it is. So we're getting the Keanu Reeves sequel, which I think is gonna be kind of cool because Keanu Reeves is on a huge like high again. Look, I, the, I will not. So I I'll take. The, I I will. I love that movie. I'm gonna take this kind of information with Grand Salt until there's more confirmed than just exactly. an actor saying something. He posted it on his Instagram saying yeah. sequels in the works and I was like 
But really? Or is he just trying to egg up hype? Yeah. I mean, like, hey, there's the people who want this. Exactly. And it's a good movie. Like, it's a cult classic. Oh, absolutely. I have that movie, yeah. But now that I've seen... DVD. Now that I've seen Sam, now that I've seen Matt Ryan do it, I kind of just want him to do Constantine. And that's the thing. He is Constantine. And that's the thing, because he's been our Constantine for TV. since 2013. Yeah. He's been our Constantine for TV and for um, anime movie so far. And he has the look. Constantine was the first and one. The voice. To, uh, Keanu Reeves, to be fair, was the first one. Right. But Keanu Reeves didn't do a British accent. No, he from was, what I remember. No, he did it. Oh no, he's just American dude. And, and Shia LaBeouf was in that movie. Remember? Yeah, he was. He was. He was Chaz. He was Chaz. That was fucking great. I hope Shia, if they do do this, I hope Shia LaBeouf comes back. That's the whole thing. Like I want. If they, I like the Keanu Reeves universe they set up. Yeah, because it's not with anything um, what's else. Her face? Um, oh, what's her? Who's name? the ancient one? Oh, I forgot her. Oh, Till Swinton. Till Swinton. She was um, Michael. Gabriel. Gabriel. Great performance. Awesome. So awesome. Loved all of it. But I think the big Matt problem, Ryan is the Constantine. Yeah, and I think the problem is I, I know he's what, British. I yeah, that. <laughs> it just makes sense. And I know I met him in real life. He's really cool. You met him? Yeah. Oh yeah, you told I, me. I, I, told yeah. you, I went to Justice League Dark the I premiere and I was there with Phil and Justin and like Matt Ryan's outside like chilling, like signing shit, having a cigarette. And I'm like, yeah. he actually smokes in real life. He and he looks like a grungy dude. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> like if I if Constantine was real, he definitely yeah. is Matt Ryan. Um, but the whole thing, I think the problem um, I have with what HBO, like if this is a sign of things to come for HBO, I, don't I think mean, it's going to be HBO. It is going to be HBO Max. It's going not be for, not for, and not for HBO Max. I meant to say um, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's obviously Warner Brothers. But um, in the uh, the idea of what they're going to be trying to do by making like a DC kind of like, we're not doing a continuity universe anyway for movies. I want to go shotgun movies out. Mm-hmm. This is too late to do a sequel. It's figure, been 2005, 15 years. That's too late. Then, but then again, a sequel to something that okay, because we've had long sequels. Bill and Ted three, twi- yeah, and it didn't 20 do years well. Ago. It did pretty well. It didn't do well. It didn't do well commercially because of the budget. Be- uh, not because of the budget, because the box office is COVID. Right. But the ratings are eighty yes, percent plus. Around but you also gave them in a different way, like for streaming. Yeah, no, no, it's streaming. More people go watch it streaming. But yeah. if you say they really say this was to be able to release in the box office, look at other movies that have had long. So let's say this is another. Jurassic Park. Another, well, that's different. Jurassic Park is a franchise. Same thing like Fast and Furious franchise. Um, look at things like um, Dumb and Dumber. Ugh. Yeah, but that movie wasn't really that good initially. Right. Uh, you know when you do when you do um, coming to America. We'll see. Coming yeah. to America two has the same audience. It's gonna have well, it's gonna have the audience that watched it when it came out. Yeah, it's, which is like fifty going, year old people. Right. You're not, going, <laughs> you're not gaining new audience. So the problem with Constantine is. That movie was made for, like, me and you years ago. Yeah. It was made around the same time Ghost Rider 1 came out. Right. It came out two years before Ghost Rider 1, but you know what I mean? Like, that style of yeah. movie. So, if that... And that audience has grown up. They're Here's not... The In the realm of connected universes, this is going to come off weird. Yes, you can say it's separate, because, you know... Uh, of course. Not how Preacher. Um, Hellblazer. Yeah. You could just call it Hellblazer. Yeah. If you don't want to call it Constantine, not to mix it up with the CW stuff. Right. Because of the TV show. If you call it Hellblazer... It could technically be in its own continuity on yeah, how, like, Ghost Rider uh, Spirits of Vengeance came out around the same time the MCU movies came out. Yeah. 2012. But it wasn't tied to it because it was its own thing. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they say, if they call this Hellblazer and basically just recap the first one briefly because people haven't seen that, that movie. That's my whole point. Because <laughs> you don't want to confuse the audience. Because, right. Like I said before, in the realm of interconnected continuities, you it's, don't want to confuse people. Right. It's that. And also, like how again, the X-Men and the Marvel movies were always super confusing, but there was always some ways to tell them apart because... Yeah. X-Men had its own franchise rather than one movie. Right. Like with New Mutants. It's exactly. Like... And I think the problem here is, again, the, the the gap is going to determine how well that does in the box office. Yeah. I hope this is not a thing that they do. I, I, I'm i not 
crazy about this idea of either doing one shot movies and it. that's not interconnected. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to this movie because I like this movie a lot. Yeah. But I overall, and I'll get to this kind of thing when we talk about um, the CW stuff in a second. Yeah. Um, Weird news. About yeah, because it, it will determine. It, it will just prove one thing, and that that they don't know what they're doing at AT and T slash Warner Brothers. <laughs> DC. <laughs> um, well, no, it's not DC. It's really AT and T Warner Brothers. I know. But it's like, and they'll blame the 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 audience instead of actually just taking the blame themselves. Exactly. So you want to cover the first part with? Uh, I'm going to cover Black both parts Why? because I wrote the big thing. I get to read it. Fine, go ahead. So um, we'll start off with the first one. So CW's Black Lightning character Painkiller. Yes is getting a spin-off show with a backdoor pilot episode in season 4. I need to start watching this show because um, I've caught up on all the other CW shows I just finished Batwoman okay. and Black Lightning is the next one, but I don't know who Painkiller is even in the comic books. He's not that well-known character in the I comic. I mean I don't read Black Lightning comics cuz he doesn't really have that he many, is, but honestly he's a he was a character that was in the early days of Black Lightning or the actual Black Lightning mm-hmm. comic book. From the Silver Age, so I mean, I'm not opposed to spin-off shows. We have a I'm bunch of them, like we have Superman, Lois. Yeah, we have this next one we're going to talk about, which is weird. Yeah, it's not, not even a spin-off, but so, but I, I don't know. Painkiller just seems like a weird. Like, here's a show. I feel like yeah. it's going to be like what happened with Katie Keene, where it's going to be one season and then get canceled. That one spun out of um, Riverdale. Yes, it did. It got one season and then it got canned because the general audience didn't follow it over. That's true. But now that Black Lightning is technically in universe with. Flash and Supergirl, I wouldn't be surprised if this does get more Flash. Yeah. Not more Flash like the character, more Flash like more audience. Because now they're all interconnected, now you have to watch it if you want to get all the information in CW. Exactly. Before, you didn't have to watch Black Lightning. I didn't watch Black Lightning until, I mean, I'm going to start watching it now. I wasn't going to watch it, really. Or at least not make it a priority until he got it, He got crossed over into Crisis, yeah. and then they merged all of them together, and technically he's there. That's fair. Yeah, I didn't plan on watching because I was like, I like Black Lightning, but I don't want to commit to another show. Yeah, that's not in universe. That's not gonna have crossovers. Right. Because Supergirl wasn't in universe, but they had the cross-dimensional whatever boom tube stuff yeah, that Flash. always then there was crossover. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm down for it. Yeah, I mean, CW is fun. They're losing their shows. Supergirl just got canned. Yeah. But we are gaining Superman Lois, so she that's, should show up in that one. Yeah. But and Arrow's done, and the Canary show hasn't been picked up. Yes, yet. it has not been picked up. So we are losing certain CW shows. Yeah, and I said, like, even when you think about it, it's eight shows, really, you have currently on. Yeah, and Legends is probably going to get canceled. No, because it's always always the off-season, so even if you don't, even if, if they just keep rotating characters, that's what that's. I wouldn't be surprised if Painkiller gets a spinoff show, it gets canceled, then he shows up on yeah. Legends. Exactly. Like, Constantine's still there. Exactly. We, we, we lost a lot of characters for Legends, though. Oh, yeah. Ray Palmer left. Yes, well, His, Brandon Routh wanted to leave because he was... He was just done. He was just... Yeah, he's done. Finally, yes. final bit of news, besides um, the Justice League HBO Max trailer, it was fine. Yeah. We'll talk about it briefly. Yeah. It was fine. It's cool. It the only, two, the the only two scenes you get to see is D-Said. You get to see what D-Said actually looks yeah, like. Yeah, looks pretty good. And then you get to see um, Stephen Wolf in his new spiky armor. Yeah, it looks good. That's it. Yeah. That's Just cool. what we covered it. Yeah. So, final bit of news. Yes. CW and Greg Berlanti announced that they are developing a series with a Latina lead around the new Wonder Girl, Yara Floor. It's exploring the world of a Brazilian immigrant in America, how she relates to Diana, and how she relates to the Amazons. Yara Floor has yet to debut in comics, and the CW has already uh, started with its CW-ness. Despite the annoying and overwhelming sense of pandering, I, personally, am excited to see what the show turns into with its weird potential and weird freedom. I know it sounds like I'm mad. I'm not. 
I'm just fucking confused. Okay, so me and Ant were talking about She this. looks awesome, though, to be I fair. Do like I suit. cannot wait to see what she looks like in the comics and what story she has lined up, because they said that even after yeah. the story, because she's already in the books, but she's yeah. young, even yes. after Future State, she's going to be around. Right, Joel Jones. So I'm excited, and they're in production. They yeah. just said, we're writing it. Yeah. So they can easily wait. It might not come out till 2022. Right. They might get a year of stories yeah. and then write it in, or just take Cassie stories yeah. and make them Yara stories. Right. So, but it's just weird. Okay, so the biggest problem, and then the problem. Because you brought it up, you said Diana or Cassie should be the lead if yeah, you're going to do Wonder Donna Girl. Or Cassie, but we already have Donna, oh, I said Diana. Donna's already in Titans. Titans, and that's, I knew that. And Cassie is just another blonde-haired white girl that we already have four shows based on that. Right. So we don't need another one. Right. So me and Ant were talking about this, and the, and the, the biggest problem I have with using Yara isn't that they're using Yara. I want them to use her in a thing. Oh, I'm fine with the her specifically. She, she has no stories. She has no stories. What are they going to do? The thing is, they'll just adapt other stories. Right, which they'll is They'll take fine. Wonder Woman stories away. Yeah, which is fine. But they said Diana will be in the show. Yes. So or at least mentioned. I wish, like again, I'm okay with. Even the yeah. premise of her being a Brazilian immigrant, I like all this stuff. Yeah, it works. The problem I'm going to have is that they're going to look at it and go, if the show fails, they're going to turn around and be like, oh, see, the audience doesn't want diversity. We tried, guys. And it's Black, Lightning is a, Black Lightning is a success. Yes. It's one we'll show, goes, right? Exactly, <laughs> but it's one show with a sea of other shows, mm-hmm. so you're always bound to get one hit. But the biggest thing, and I said this um, about the idea, I brought this up when we talked about them bringing the milestone guys in, we're making them digital only and making them OGN. The books. I'm like the problem with doing things with, with characters of color is that if they fail because you're not really doing anything good with the, the properties you have. Mm-hmm. You, the audience doesn't know that one. The DC comics also, are, they also don't want to make it. They, they, they don't want to take a chance. That's a, it's not even like not. I mean, this chance. is taking a this chance. We're talking chance. about the books, the books. Yeah, the milestone books. Instead of making them 100 percent canon, like the first appearance of you can make them 100. Uh, the first appearance of Icon should be him in a Superman story. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you launch everything else out of that. Like yeah. Bendish's final arc should be Icon shows up. Has a fight briefly, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the relationship a couple years ago. In the, in the comics, they're actually allies, but it makes more sense because he's coming back in. Yeah, or have him team up with like Batman or something. Right. Something. And then have Static show up in a Teen Titans book and yeah. then spin them out. You need to make them relevant. Yeah. So the audience knows who the fuck they are, rather than oh, Static's gonna be digital first and then get OGNs. The general populace isn't gonna buy those. Right. I'm going to because I like I Static. Too, but I know most of our customers. Won't go, oh, there's a Static Shock trade out? Let me get that. Yeah. If they're Static Shock singles, They'll they might pick try it. Because you can try the 52 it. The ones, despite it being a meh series, they yeah. still sold because it's yeah. static. Because you can try it. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with Yara, the thing with Yara is, it's, not, it's great that they're using a, a, a person of color. The problem that we, we face is that if it fails, they have no background. Because it's not even like you're taking a character that comic book fans know. Yeah. We don't know her yet. We don't know her yet, so you can't even placate to our audience to be like, all right, at least they're going to try it and they, then we can go from there. Yeah. No, we don't know her it's as It's like a in season two of Batwoman, if they put Punchline in. At least yeah. we have one story to run with Punchline. Right. You don't right. got to make her tied to Joker, just have her make the toxin right. that makes people laugh and giggly and have her be a badass fighter. Right. And that's, We have a Punchline five to six episode arc, maybe, right. if you push it. But at least we know who Punchline exactly. is from the book. We don't know who Yara Four is besides I, her name. Yeah. Is she even going by Wonder Girl? Right. Or will she go by Wonder Woman in the future? Like, what's the deal? Like, we know if you just say she's Wonder Woman. Yeah, because that's where they're playing Duh. it. But, like, yeah. are they going to age her up after Future State? Right. Are there, is in, the, in between Future State, is there going to be a four-year time gap? Well, we don't know. Like, that's like what's whole, the deal? Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Because Damien, if Damien is really Red X, 
Are they going to boost up four years and make him Red X in the current titles? Or are they going to make him a tiny little, like, 5'4 Red X? Like, yeah. what are we doing? That's the whole thing. So, I, 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 the thing with Yara is that... It that man's me- like, I don't know who Red X is. He's the same size as Damien. I don't know who it is. <laughs> right. Come on. I know, right? Figure it out. Damien's tiny. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, with Yara, I think it's a great idea they're doing this. But the problem is that they're doing it with a... If, Yara, if this was, let's say, two years from now... And Yara has been in like the Wonder Woman books. It's like, yeah, we'll yeah. do a Wonder It's like with Miss Marvel. She's been yes. around since 2015. Something like that. I can't yeah. remember. And she's getting a TV show only now, five years after. And that book, that shows would do gangbusters. Because she's, she's not, not like she launched in a team book. She launched no. in a solo book. Yeah. So she has at least five years worth of stories plus the team up book she's yeah. had that you can ha- you can adapt. Yeah. The Strange Academy stuff, despite it only having five issues, so uh, six I'm issues not so t- far. I'm not, I'm not even talking about that guy. I don't know. I'm just saying like this. you can easily adapt that story well, and play with it because of the real the well, world it's the in. Concept. Yeah. Because the concept works. But like Yara well, no, Thor has literally no nothing. comic book appearances yet, back- at least as an adult. She's right. as, she's a kid in what? The new the uh, last two Wonder Woman Wonder Woman annual and before. Yeah, there you go. I thought she had another appearance. Nope, still, that's, that's her she's just introduced. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not even the opening scene. Like, of the, of the show. Yeah, that's it? That's what we have. Is her it? being a baby and her being, like, getting her bracelets or whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't read Not that. even that. Cause she's just, she's just, uh, they didn't even introduce her. They just introduced the concept of Amazonian, Amazonian uh, from the Amazon actual yeah. stuff. But the thing I have a problem with is, like, with Kamala, for example, what's so great about Kamala is that she has so many years, and you're right, of, of fans and story that you can adapt and play with and, and, and change and have fun with. And if that show failed... It would be really just based on the writing. Yeah, because now, of the you, you weren't able to adapt her good stories. Right. Or you got the wrong actress, or the director was bad. Yeah. So there's ways for the show to fail without... It you, being based off the character. Right. It's so, not Kamala's fault. She started a video game. Despite the video game being rocky, the story mode yeah. and the portrayal of her is fantastic. Yeah. It's the, exactly the what you want. Mad. That's all yeah, it the is. The game is just meh playable. Yeah. The story, I think, is really good. Right. So when you have a character that no one knows... And you're, you're hoping that comic book fans are just going to go watch your show. Because guess what? We do watch anything comic book property yeah. related. You know. We watched Hellstrom. Yeah. We barely know enough about those characters. And to be fair, that wasn't really an adaption, an adaptation no. of anything. But it was still those characters in a Marvel-based world. Yeah. And it was so good. You know, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I think the whole thing is doing this with Yara. And, and I said this. And I mean, it, I, it just comes off as pandering, it, honestly. To, pa- to me. I, you know what? It comes, it off, comes as, off as like an agenda. In no. Quotes. I'm not trying to I become one of those guys. I, but like, w- what com- in my brain, I'm like, just use the person you have the stories right, for. Just use- and don't make TV for the sake of like, audi- like for the sake of like diversity. Make TV for the sake of making something good. I think the thing is. I like diversity. But don't force it to no, where it's like I, you're, I you're, think- sub- you're, you're losing stories. Because you want to throw in this new character because she's different. Right. And I, I'd rather have a show that's the, good. They're doing the right thing by giving Yara the lead. They're Yo, doing yeah, the right thing. Because diversity is good, especially in comic books. But, but with the, the problem... It's like the, all new, all different. Too much. No, it's not too much. There is uh, none. Don't replace everything. That's not how it was happening. In all new, all different, they were like, everyone's gone except for these guys. That's not what happened. In fact, uh, when you actually look at the timeline, all the stories were leading up to it. The problem is that people are stupid. Um... The um, whole thing with Yara is they're doing the right thing. The the biggest mistake they are making though is that you're taking character that no one knows. Like for example, if this was like, uh, so let's say they were doing Bat- a Batwoman TV show and we had no Katie, uh, no Kate was never in the comics before, and like oh we're making a Batwoman TV show. 
uh, we have no background for the character. They would just adapt Batman stories, stories and put a girl in the costume. Yeah, which I'm like, don't do that. That's just dumb. Or they would adapt Batgirl stories. Right. And call her Batwoman. Yeah. And change her entirely. Exactly. So which is basically what season two of Batwoman is going to be. I know. Not that Batwoman has a decent rogues gallery. She's they used most of them in season one, to right. be fair. Yes, that's like, what it they was. They used like everybody. And yeah. then they had to add some Batman ones. But I gave you a list of characters that would be great, oh, yeah. even without Kate being the lead. I know. But... Just take because they don't have Batman. Just take right. the, his villains. Exactly. I mean, so she having exist. Ryan yeah. show up, she's in the comics now. Yeah. But she was brand new like six months ago. Yeah. And the whole thing. The is... The only like, reason why she's made is because Ruby Rose didn't want to commit fully. Yeah. If she didn't commit fully, those characters would not exist. Ryan Wilder, I think it's her last yeah. name, would not exist. Not be a thing. Would not. And be if a she thing. did exist, she wouldn't be Batwoman. She'd no. be one of Batgirl's sidekicks, like she was in the not sidekick. I don't want to say that. Oh, flavor. Like, yeah, no sidekick. She's like flavor. Yeah. Well, she she just got brought into the books. Regardless of if they she were was anything on doing that, in the background work, she wasn't. Anything. It would have been Ryan Wilder. It no. would have just been like she has got a new it sidekick. Be, it would just be her cousin. It would yeah. be um, I want to say Stephanie, but it's not Stephanie. I think it's Stephanie. Tim dated her for a little bit. It's not Stephanie. I'm thinking spoiler. Either way, she's Flamebird. Yeah, um, that's probably who would have would have been brought back in. Yes, yeah, they were just done Flamebird. Um, but yeah, so with Yara, the thing is like you have nothing, no background. So I'm like. It's good that you're doing diversity, but like the, we again, I think the biggest thing is like if it fails, they can just turn around and be like diversity doesn't work. See, guys, we're doing the wrong thing. I'm like, or at DC not. will say that because Marvel will be like, look at Kamala. Yeah, look at like, She Hulk. Yeah. She's green. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a show and she's green. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So I think that's that's the problem. I think they just. But then I, you can also look at Black Lightning. Even yeah, but, if you don't consider that a success, it has three seasons, no, so people it, are watching. No, I can say it's a success. I but also again, one drop in a sea of. Everything the same is kind but of. But then like, again, look at Blackish. Blackish has three spin-off shows. That's a different. Fresh con- off the boat lasted that's five also, seasons. That's also different. Those are sitcoms and sitcoms work. I know sitcoms I work know. easy. Yeah, because I I now can watch. I watch sitcoms, sitcoms. even terrible. Yeah, I watch sitcoms all the time yeah. now. Sitcoms like I've my, got my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I got like I'm watching uh, Man with a Plan on Netflix right now. Ooh, I finished that one's really good. I'm watching it. It's now. only four seasons. So yeah, what can I just finish? Uh, Kim's Convenience. Last yeah, week. oh, you did. How was it? Is it? That's cool. Uh Definitely, they I were missed Powerless. They were singing for season five. They were yeah. definitely oh. yeah. Powerless. Powerless was good, good for what it was, but it funny, was funny. Yeah, but it was too much. Too I much think, nothing. Yeah, too much. It was nothing. like DC tied, but they had no DC characters really. They did like Fire showed up and yeah, like, like barely. She was in like three. To be fair, it was only eight episodes total. Yeah, so. she was in three of them. Um, but I think the problem with with Powerless the cast was fantastic. The cast was great. All comedians, and but, that, but that's what the the problem was was making it a. They made it a office style sitcom without the, the without the cameras. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, like yeah. the office sitcom. Yeah, doing it as doing it as a sitcom works, but doing it but what they did was they was only comedy. They played into it too hard. It was too much comedy yeah. all the time. Where they could that's do a something. Sitcom though, they're yeah. mostly comedies. Yeah, they're, they're called situational yeah. comedies. But what I mean is, you can do it. You can overboard it. Like think it, it was like, a definitely overboard. Like another comedy that like, that's a kind of. I want like, CW to do a sitcom in the DC universe, and that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, you can do it. Like I mean, I think that's what's kind of what we're gonna see with um, Superman Lois. It's gonna be a rom com. Yeah, there's gonna be obviously action and drama, but they said Superman and Lois will never cheat on each other. Yeah, dumb. and it's like so we're not gonna get any like how Flash. He, Flash never cheated, but like the Flash, drama. He, he broke up with Iris. Yeah, he dated um, Doctor Light for a little. The the old doc, the new Doctor Light, whatever her name was. That was uh, L- was, Linda Park. Yeah, Linda. Yeah, because they're basically adapting Lin- Wally stories. Yeah, because Linda Park was supposed to be Linda West. Because yeah. that's yeah, I know. Yeah, I got so, like, so mad. Like and then uh. He dated Patty for a little bit, like so. It's not like he cheated on anybody. He just dated other people. Yeah. But Superman will not do that. No. Lois might have one or two stories where she's flirting with somebody espionage wise, because Lois is That's what she spy sometimes. She's a savage. But they're not going to cheat. So we're not going to get. I think it's going to be more of a rom com. I think it'll be good to see that. 
Oh, yeah. So, anyway, closing thoughts on Yara Flores' TV show. I am excited. I just hope they don't use this as a stupid means to do something stupid. Exactly. I'm excited to see what the character's potential holds. I'm excited to see when the show comes out, because if the show does come out in 2022, we have a whole year of comics for her to get, like, a real story. Exactly. Because she's going to be in Future State, which is only about two or three months, and then we'll have the other nine months to be like, okay, where are we putting her? Exactly. Are we going to put her in a book? Are we going to make her go from Future State? Time travel bullshit happens. She's one of the only, one of five characters to get saved. Then she joins her own future Justice League. And then, like, you know, you're like I'm just dumb pitching. But, like, what are we going to get from her? Exactly. And what can they actually adapt that will be hers? Or will they adapt Cassie's stories and then just add in, like, immigration drama? It's going to be the immigration drama. I wouldn't be surprised. That's Which, not a bad thing. I'm not but against. I don't know. I, I just want good stories told. I don't care who's in of it. Of course. I don't care who the fuck is cast. I just want a good story to be told. Oh, TV I, is getting bad. By the way, I need it to be good. I, I, forget, I didn't realize the chick that, that played Patty on... Patty Spivet? She's yeah. in Chicago something. She's in The Boys. Who is she? She's um, she's Becky. Oh, really? Cool. I, I know up. she's in like Chicago Fire or Chicago Med. Or That's Chicago so Fire. bad. That took me that long to piece that together. Sorry. Well, because she hasn't been relevant in your brain for a six, while. like five years. Yeah. She's only in season two, I think, of Flash. She's still my favorite, though. <laughs> Well, it's because they took her out of the comics, so she's, yeah. like, she's not relevant. Get her out of the show. No. Anyway, let's move on to our topic, James. Yes. What are we talking about? So we are going to talk about Venom, but we're actually talking about... The... So, guys, as if you guys know... Um, from our live show. From our live show. Uh, this week starts off... What I'm saying is the kickoff to King Black. Technically, it is. Last week. Got the little yes. Yeah, technically, it was last week with Nulls coming with the uh, Empire's End. But this is yeah, the but that first... wasn't like a real... Right. It didn't say King and Black. Right. It. Because it was Empire tie-in. Yeah, it was the last Empire tie-in. <laughs> this is the first official King and Black tie-in. It's got the cool little logo in the corner. Yep, this is... And we are going to talk about the Venom symbiote as a whole. Mm. Um, not just any... I could talk... We'll, I'll do a history of Venom at one point, but we're going to talk about the Venom symbiote because there are tons of hosts and tons of cool stuff that happened with the Venom symbiote and storylines and cool stuff. And we wouldn't be anywhere without this little monster from Clintar. So, oh, a quick yeah. disclaimer before we get into the Venom stuff. Yes. Um, read Venom 30 before you read Symbiote Spider-Man. Not that it spoils anything, yes. but for proper timeline, because Venom 30 is the final uh, one for Beyond. Yes. Before it jumps into King and Black. So you read that, then you read this. It's a little bit easier to just keep track of things. Yes. Because you read this, then that. You're going to be like, uh, isn't he already here? Exactly. So, so we're going to talk about the Venom Symbiote itself first appearing in... Uh, Jesus, sorry. I'm backwards with this. Uh, first appearing as the alien symbiote um, in Weber, uh, not Weber, Jesus, Secret Wars 8, duh. Um, that's when it bonded to Peter. Uh, it became the officially became the black suit in Amazing Spider-Man 252, and then it gained its own uh, new partner, its first partner besides Peter, in ASM 300 in uh, May of 1998. The classic Todd McFarlane cover. Yes. Um, the symbiote, so the symbiote's ability has, it has all the powers of its first human host, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, has limited shape-shifting and camouflage, uh, has, uh, symbiote's autonomous defense capabilities, which means they have, like, kind of like symbiote, uh, like, kind of like Spider-Sense, um, uh, but it has a way to auto-generate defenses, um, and it's undetectable by Spider-Man's Spider-Sense, that's because it was bought as Peter. Yeah. Um, first in Weber, uh... First, it made Spider-Man 258 in November 1984, and then uh, briefly rejoining five months later in Web Spider-Man number one. Uh, the symbiote itself bought with Peter uh, and had a kind of 
paras- more of a parasitic relationship with Peter. Yeah, where it would like wake him up when he's sleeping and then go do stuff, and then Peter right. would be like, uh, what's going on? Um, they explain more of this this concept right now, that that, that time uh, in the Symbiote Spider-Man uh, book. So yeah, the, Symbiote they're Spider-Man. up to volume three with the King in Black. Right. One. It's Symbiote Spider-Man, then Alien Reality. Yeah, and now uh, King in Black. Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black. Um, we explore, these are all in canon. Besides so. the books that came out around the same time, these are just extra bits. Yeah. Um, which explores time. Uh, he actually, Peter doesn't even know the suit's alive until he actually gets confirmation from uh, Mr. Fantastic to say it's actually a symbiote. Yeah, there's actually a scene in this book, which I'll spoil real quick, where um, the bad guy from it comes down and is like, Brother! And yeah. Peter's like, I'm not your brother. What are you talking about? And he, uh, Peter doesn't realize that he's talking to the symbiote itself, the Clintar. Yes. And they, did, they just recently introduced it as a Clintar back in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Guardians of the Galaxy 21... Older than the that. Bendis one? No, it's been before that. As the Clintar? No, it was, yeah. it was Guardians. It was before, before that. It was during, oh, yeah, cause, sorry. Nor, I thought Space Knight came out beforehand. Not, no, Space Knight was after. Space yeah. Knight was right after. After, because yeah. he was on the team at the time. Mm, yeah, he joined the team, and that's why he became Space Knight. So That's when you learned about the Clintars <laughs> and the Space Knights in general. Besides the ROM ones. I mean, like, the the, the Sibiot ones. Yeah, that's true. Um, you have, so his actual suit, the Venom, uh, Venom Sibia has no suit besides being Black Goo. Um, he, he just normally bonds with other uh, people, uh, and takes uh, like and the kind suit of a, forms kind of their personality. Right. Um, that's why if you actually look at the Venom's actual symbol, it's the the actual spider. But that's actually because Peter, when he was wearing the suit, actually took the uh, idea of the con- the concept of the what his suit would look like from Julia Carpenter Spider Woman, because at the time Spider Woman was also in Secret Wars, and she had the black the her black, black suit. Yeah. yeah, which is funny when you think about because hers they're literally the same suit. Yeah, essentially. Pretty much. One's an alien, but yeah. So we'll go right now the host, real quick, uh, that the Venom symbiote has had. You have, of course, Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, duh. Um, you have Eddie Brock, which is the most famous one besides Peter. You have... Flash uh, Thompson, I would say. Squ- uh, what, for... I would say pretty famous Venom host. Oh. You have Matt Gargan, Scorpion, next. You have Flash Thompson. You have Lee Price. You have... Kel Carr, which is actually the first host. Technically. Which we learned from the Venom first host uh, miniseries. Came out two years ago? Yes. Uh, you have Malekith during War of Realms. That was kind of cool. And then you have, like, other mini spinoffs, which was Didn't, ben- um... What's her face? In the Circle of Four, Andy, didn't she also get it? Yes, I'm going to go through okay, that. Okay, I, I didn't know if that, that was, like, actual host of Venom. No, so these, uh, the next group of hosts I'm going to run through real quick are having hosts for a shorter term. We not, we're not counting Venomverse because everyone gets right. a symbiote in Venomverse. Right, right, right. You, guys, <laughs> you had um, in a Planet Symbiote story, you had uh, Ben Riley have the, uh, a Venom symbiote for a while. You have, of course, uh, uh, She Venom, Anna. Um, you have uh, Patricia Robinson, who eventually becomes Scream. Uh, Angelo Fortuno, which is from the Marvel Knights book. Actually, that was a really sad one, actually. I think I remember her. Um, you have Carol Danvers during Siege. You have Red Hulk during Circle 4. And you have Superior Spider-Man, who became Superior Batman. Is that Kara Danvers? Yeah. When did Danvers? Siege. Oh, okay. During Siege storyline, the she Venom... took her from Gargan? Yeah. Okay. And he bonds her. That's cool. I didn't know that. Red Hulk during Circle 4, because during Circle 4... Oh, they all got one. I no, thought. not all of them. I thought it was the four of them. Got no. Um, they all... All the powers went to one of them. And the, the one that got all the powers was Red Hulk. Oh, no. So he had uh, the Venom suit to be it on. He had the Spear of Vengeance, and he was already Red Hulk. Uh, Spear of Venom, or Spear of Spider-Man, and then Rocket, Groot, and Drax during Guardians, so we said. Yeah, they had it briefly. Yep. Uh, you have Mysterio in the Symbiote Spider-Man miniseries. 
And that's really it. Those are uh, the small ones. Uh, other than that, we have tons of out of continuity ones, which I won't get to. And all the Venomverse ones. And all the Venomverse ones, but I won't get into it. So we'll talk about some cool stuff that the Venom and the Venom symbiote has seen. Uh, you have Topher Grace portrayed him in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. 3. Toby, uh, Raimi trilogy. Yes. Uh, in that trilogy, in that one, uh, the Venom symbiote uh, came from space. How do they come to space? Come from space? It just was attached to the thing, right? It was attached to the... Uh, the spacecraft. The spacecraft. Rather than it being attached to the spacecraft interior in Venom. Right. Um, and in... Those, so that... The the three major media versions of the symbiote that oh, we've wait. seen... Oh, um, Harry Osborn in Ultimate Comics. He was Venom, right? Yes. Grab my head. I wasn't going to talk about Ultimate... I was going to talk about Ultimate Universe. I know, so. but since he was biggish, I figured I'd mention That's it real fair. quick. Um... And he might be... No, Eddie was Venom in that universe. No, but uh, Harry took it over for a little bit. Are you sure? Yeah. I have that run. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. In the video game, it's going to be Harry, though. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um. So, Venom... Uh, the three major multi uh, multimedia versions of Venom that we have seen are going to be Venom from the... Um, I forgot the name. Raimi Trilogy, in which the Venom symbiote was attached to a space shuttle and crashed land on Earth. You have... Um, I want to, I'm going to call it the Sony verse until it's confirmed to be MCU uh, Spider stuff. But in Venom, uh, in the, the movie called Name Venom, uh, the Venom symbiote was attached to it, the inside of the um, spacecraft and was part of an exploration they were trying to get the symbiotes anyway. And then the third one is Spider Man the Animated Series, in which the uh, symbiote attached to the spacecraft. Oh, I'm sorry. It was in the animated cartoon that Harry became. Yes, in the uh, ultimate one. In yes. The ultimate, yeah, okay. yeah. I miss, I miss uh, interpreted. Um, those are the major versions of it. Um, all three of those have in common is that they were the symbiote was attached to the space shuttle. Um, that all comes from the anime. All three, which one? I'm sorry. Uh, Spider-Man the anime series, okay, Raimi yeah, yeah. universe, and the Venom yeah. uh, Venom Sonyverse. Yeah. I call it Sonyverse until it's confirmed MCU for now. Yeah, because they're they're teetering. Yeah, until we confirm it. Come on, Michael Keaton, give um, us some bits. <laughs> but that all comes from the anime series because none mm. of them did Secret Wars. I mean, the anime series did Secret Wars, but not in that capacity. Different, very different Secret Wars. Yes. Actually, really cool Secret Wars. <laughs> I want to do Secret Wars one episode. <laughs> um, so then you have the other versions of Venom, which we've seen in, like, Ultimate Spider-Man and such, which the symbiote is normally being experimented on and is created by someone else. And it's very much from the Ultimate Comics. Because in the Ultimate Comics, the uh, symbiote is created by uh, Eddie's father and Peter's father as a suit for to cure cancer, actually. And the That's where the we, whole anti-venom thing comes from. Right. And the reason why um, it wants to bond with Peter because it's made partially with uh, Richard Parker's blood. Yeah. So that's why... Uh, and, and Brock's blood. So it's uh, it their, pa- their father's... Yeah. Their, both their father's genetics. So it that's why it's easily bonded to both of them. At least in the Ultimate Books. So um, with that was the briefest rundown of hosts and everything because we can get into this forever. We can go in deep. But what we're going to do instead is we're going to talk about some of our favorite Venom Venom symbiote stories, whether it's... The reason why I left it open that end, so we could talk about other things, like whether it's Peter, a Peter story or any story um, with him as the Venom symbiote, with the Venom symbiote as the star. Yeah. So, Hunter, what is one of your favorite Venom symbiote stories? I'm glad we both have very similar Venom tastes, where we both like Flash Thompson. Yes. But you like the Circle of Four run right before Marvel yep. now. Yep. I'm really into the Space Knight that okay. came out. Because the it didn't... Was not good. I like the art for the most part. The first arc was good. I like Oliver uh, Oliver Reddy. Okay. Who did who did the art when I didn't like it? Probably the sequ- probably the second volume was a different artist. I'll look it up later. Yeah. But um, the Space Knight stuff was really cool because not it wasn't just a Venom story. No. 
and it wasn't even just a Flash Thompson story. It no. was a relationship story. Yes, it was. Because um, in most of the Venom stories that have Flash Thompson in them specifically, it's Flash Thompson came back from the war. He lost both of his legs defending his country. Mm-hmm. They were given him the Venom suit because it was taken from Matt Gargan after Dark Avengers, at least from what I remember from my timeline. And they gave it to him as a special, like, shield or military use to become Agent Venom. Yes. So, at, for the longest time, Venom didn't really talk while Flash was in it. Okay. And then, right after the Clintar stuff happened in Guardians of the Galaxy, when Flash went up into space to discover what Venom really is, mm-hmm. which is when they fully revealed that it's a Clintar, after that, we got it was a couple issues after that, where we got the Space Knight series, where Venom and Flash Thompson actually separated... Okay. And bonded that way, rather than being bonded together. Because in the Guardians run, and later on in the Venom stuff, Venom was talking to Flash. And they were having like, real communications. But I mean, like, later on, Flash and Venom, like, because uh, up in space they gave Flash Thompson these uh, the prosthetics. So he okay. was able to walk around and stuff, so Venom could be separated. And in that book, they explored both of them separately. And how they actually interact with each other, and how they're meant for each other, and how Venom prefers Flash Thompson over most of his hosts, besides Eddie. Uh, but even though we saw a big struggle with Eddie at the beginning, yeah, because like Eddie is his lost, his, his like lost true love or whatever, which Donny Cates hits on pretty hard. Oh my! But yeah. the Flash Thompson stuff, like they were legitimately friends, and that's why I think um, when Flash Thompson did end up biting the bullet in the Red Goblin stuff, Venom made a huge point to go like go visit Flash Thompson all the time and was like, hey, like I respect the shit out of this guy. He kept my boy safe, like. It, it, it was it was just so cool, and the Space Knight series really explored their relationship as friends, okay. and then the abrupt ending of their bond that came up in the new Venom stuff when Lee Price got it pissed me off a lot, and then we got the whole Agent Anti Venom stuff where it was just really weird. You're going with too far. No, no, no but I'm still, like just the, the the dialogue into it. But you know, Venom Space Knight was really good, and I do like a lot of the Flash Thompson stuff. And my second favorite, just real quick, is the um right up before Venom Inc. Right after Lee Price. Okay. But right before Venom Inc., where Eddie Brock gets his suit back? Yeah, that, that's like issue cool. six. Like, it's you... issue five, six or seven. Yeah. Six. Because it's technically issue 150. Yeah. And it was just such a cool, like, Eddie's back. We're finally getting to know him. This is before Donny Cates. Yes. Like, we're still finally getting to know everything, and cool. And then we get the Venom Inc. dinosaurs. <laughs> he fought dinosaurs, and then he fought Craven for a little yes. bit, I think. So yeah. it was cool. Uh, what are your favorite stories besides Circle of Four? <laughs> well, Circle of Four is my favorite. Uh, and then when he was in Thunderbolts, that was cool, too. <laughs> I like to, you know. You go too far sometimes. I like stuff. I know. You Venom's go cool. too Yeah, you are too long. <laughs> hey, we got to extend this podcast somehow. All right. We got to fluff this <laughs> we up. We got to fluff this up. Nah. Um, so actually, when my, I have one major uh, story that I like a lot with the Venom symbiote, which is going to be Circle 4. Um, I've actually never read that one. Circle 4 I've only heard awesome. a lot of stuff, mostly um, from you. Yeah, I, I tend to love it. Um, really, why I like Circle of 4 a lot, it goes back to um, the all-new uh, Fantastic Four stuff. When it was Wolverine, Peter, uh, Wolverine, Peter, Ghost Rider, and Hulk. And, and Hulk yeah, that's as a the team. OG. So Circle of Four is a pa- is a parody of that, pretty much. Um, it's Red Hulk, um, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, X twenty three. Johnny Blaze, not yes, Daniel. Johnny Blaze. Okay. Uh, sure. Johnny Blaze and X twenty three. So Venom fills the spot of Wolver- uh, of uh, Peter. X twenty three fills the spot of Wolverine. Red Hulk fills the spot of uh, a Banner, and Johnny's still Johnny. Um, Unless it was actually Danny in the first one. No, it was Johnny forget. in the first one. Nope, Johnny was okay. in the first one, too. So what's cool about Circle 4, what ties it all together is that the Venom symbiote that um, went while the Venom symbiote that Flash is wearing 
actually has a demonic curse placed on it from Mephesto, because that's the whole thing he makes a deal with Mephesto so at one point during the run. And um, it actually curses the symbiote. Uh, and during it, the, the Circle of Four is the there are four souls that are cursed from Mephesto. So it's Laura, um, Thaddeus, uh, Ross, and of course Johnny. And they're all teaming up to stop Mephesto. And at the end, that's how Andy ends up with the symbiote. Yeah, and that's also where the four on the floor reference comes from, from the new Ghost Rider, where it's Ghost Rider, Silk, Hulk, and yes. X-23, I think, as well. Yes. It's cool. So, it all ties together, boys. Yes. So, Andy <laughs> ends up, uh, because of what ends up happening, is they end up splitting the symbiote apart, and the symbiote that bonds to Andy, the part of the symbiote that bonds to Andy, is actually demonically charged. And that's why she has, like, the fire Firepower, right? yes. Yeah. That's why she has, later on, has firepower, that's why I scream. And stuff like that. She has five powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I a lot. New the art was cool. Uh, like I said before, I like the fact that they all bond to one person. Everything bonds to Thaddeus Frost, which is creepy as shit. Because uh, he's riding the big motorcycle. They and... just added that into Future Fight. And I was like, where the fuck is this from? When did Hulk get the Ghost Rider and the symbiote? And then you just... Yep. I was well, like, uh, oh, connecting yep. all the Circle dots. Four. Yep. It's actually really cool. I like the story a lot. Um, I like... It, it, took, it took Venom out of the realm of just, like, fighting bad guys... Um, Flash Thompson also was a very different Venom host. He was more mil- he was more like seriously military yeah. trained. Like, and also, he was actually a good guy rather than an anti-hero. Right. And it was for the fact that it goes all the way back to Parts Rebirth 2.0 and the reason why so he, he got his legs blown off in Iraq. He came back, he signed up for Parts Rebirth 2.0 um, and in that, that's where they had the Venom symbiote in a cage um, coming out from the Gargan era stuff. Um, they bonded it to Eddie, and Eddie became uh, Agent Venom. Because they said Eddie is the per- uh, not Eddie Flash is the perfect host for yeah. him because of like all the stuff he's went through, his redemption. He can hopefully redeem the Venom symbiote because Gargan was evil with it. Yes, because he ate people with it. Yeah, he like legit ate people. Yeah, because during Thunderbolts he uh, uh it was, it was, before, it was before Thunderbolts. It was in um Dark Avengers when they that first was, give it to that Gargan. Was first. That was actually oh that was first. That was okay, first. I remember reading Dark Avengers like number one or whenever they're introduced, and you see. The Venom symbiote, legit, like they feed humans to it. And I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, because uh, in Thunderbolts, he uh, Thunderbolts came first, and oh with, yeah, Thunderbolts with Gar- with yeah, because that's before uh, Secret Invasion. Right in yeah, it was like Secret Invasion, yeah. Siege or something. It was Secret Invasion, and uh, that's when you see the uh, that's when he starts eating people. You and see, I was him like, what people. the fuck? And that's why when he gets the suit back in um, Dark Avengers, they may, they they turn it into the smaller version, the black suit. And then he gets one. Um, he becomes the sinister Spider-Man. Or something. Yeah, he, yes, and he gets one, uh, one day a week that he can go out and just out to public to feed. Because he has to be he has a to hero in the general public. Yes. Because Norman is like, ah, oh, we're gonna be evil. Yeah, Iron Patriot, yeah. Citizen V, whatever. Let's go. It's, it's Iron Patriot. I know. I mean, Citizen V was Baron Zemo's initial good guy thing, and then Norman was yes. like, Iron Patriot. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I like that story a lot uh, for Venom. I think so. So we talked about the two our, our top stories. I have other ones like Poison X was cool. Poison X was kind of cool. I, like, I wish I, they did more with Jimmy. Uh, yes, I, he's still out there. Whole, yeah, he's, he's still, still out there. there. I know. Exiles, baby. I guess I've been saying that forever. Um, <laughs> uh, he's a lot on Krakoa. Put him there. Right. I mean, but uh, like that, I like Poison X. I like um, Venom. I actually did like Venomverse as cool. much as I thought it was. As uh, much as it was basically a cash grab from Spider Verse, super hokey, and I thought it. But Blood did a good job. But he did a good, good job on it. Um, so we did talk about our, our favorite Venom stories. Uh, of the host, who do you think is the best? Again, this doesn't have to match your our favorite story. Does not have to match your favorite character. Um, who do you think has been the best host to Venom? Of all of the stuff you've read, I know you haven't read everything. No. Of the stuff you've read, who do you think was the best host for Venom, for the Venom symbiote? If you'd if you asked me this 
two years ago, I would have said Flash. Okay. But honestly, I think it's with, with what Donny Cates is doing, it's Eddie. Okay. Because like, I like Eddie. Don't get me wrong. Everyone likes Eddie Brock. He's right. the lovable villain turned anti-hero yeah. turned awesome-ass father, even though he gets his son into mortal danger every day. I know. But well, it's cool. <laughs> that's parenting in the comic book. So we, we love you, Dylan. It's okay. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> But, like, I think Eddie is honestly the best host. Besides that whole, like, PTSD, like, lover-scorned relationship they had at the beginning of the thing where he would, like, go to church and be, like, pray, like, oh, yes, I can't believe my baby boy's back. Like, I think it was really cool. My baby boy! My baby boy! Um, I really like Eddie a lot, and I think he's probably the best host for Venom. Okay. Is he the best Venom? No, I believe Flash Thompson is. But he is the best host for Venom. Okay. I didn't read First Host, but... Oh, you didn't read First? Okay. No. But I know... That was actually really good. But I believe that... Eddie Brock is the best host for Venom. Okay. But again, if you asked me before Donny Cates did his run, I would have said Flash. Okay. But Donny Cates just made it such like a real story, and I was like, ah, you can't beat this. That's fair. Besides the whole Null situation, I can't wait till it's revealed that Null was the host as well, or whatever. I know Null, like, birthed them. Yeah, yeah, he but birthed them. Null was like, King in Black, what if Null wears Venom? Whoa. That'd be cool. That makes no sense. He's just going to bond with him. He's going to absorb him. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, absorb him and uses, like, the Venom goops. I, I haven't read a lot of Null. I haven't been out of the Donny Cates books. Okay. That's not bad. But I'm, I'm in and out. Okay. That's also, bad. so is Null. That's fair. Who do you think is the best host of Venom? Okay, so the the logical answer is is Eddie Brock. The log- that's a logical answer. <laughs> and a lot of it comes... But it's not... I, I don't believe... It's not just Cates. But I don't think he's the best host. Exactly. He's not the best. He's the best for it. No. The best I don't even think that. Really? I don't even think Ooh. that. I think... Um, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> We didn't get enough of that. We like Andy. No, I think the, uh, honestly, I think the best host from all the stuff I've read, I think it is Flash Thompson. We're not even counting Spider-Man. Oh. We're like, fuck Peter. I do, <laughs> no, I don't count. I, I don't think Peter was Peter a good host. Peter didn't use it as, because he didn't know it was didn't a know. living creature until the end. Yeah. And that was the he end just thought of it was a suit that was like reactive. Yeah. Uh, he thought it was technology. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. I think, and that's like, what makes nanites. it, which I think was cool that, like, that when he, once he found out he was being possessed, like, possessed kind of. Like, like a parasite from space. He was like, ooh. Yeah, which I, I guess uh, that's a great reaction. I yeah. like that. I'm I love like, no, that. No, no, no. That's a whole, you know, uh, um, abandonment. It's a parasitic uh, relationship with him, but a yes. symbiotic relationship with Eddie. Exactly. With I, but the reason why I think Flash was such a better host. And I was going to say, it was that or Matt Gargan was my two. What? Yeah. Dude, okay. I need an explanation for that. Finish your flash. Okay. I need an explanation for Matt. Why, why Matt's, That's a lie. Why, why Matt's Get out of the story of fire. <laughs> I'm your boss. I'm firing you. <laughs> like, I'm your boss. I'm taking a liberty to fire you. <laughs> um, the major reason why I think Flash was a better host, I think he did things, he did better things, uh, uh, very different things with, with the symbiote that we, we hadn't seen up to that point. Um, yes, I get the whole, like, uh... Tendrils holding guns. Right, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> That's such a cool idea. I, I love it. I do like the uniform, even the uniform design I like a lot. Military. Um, and yes, Show we've seen that. him make weapons before, because we've seen other symbiotes do that before. Right. Um, and we'll do a Carnage episode when we get either Carnage 2 or, or if when Carnage plays a, Yeah, when the movie comes out, or if Carnage plays a huge role in this. We just had Absolute Carnage before, so I don't think we're going to yeah, get another... Yeah, that's true. Cletus might show up. Yeah. But... Well, we'll have Carnage Mary Jane coming, so... Oh, really? You didn't see the cover? No. Which issue is it? It's for, uh, remember they're doing the Gwenom versus Carnage, Absolute Carnage. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I forgot. It's MJ, but it's MJ from her Earth as, as Carnage. That's cool. Yeah. <gasps> That's cool. Yeah. Is that Latour still, or is it the other, is it the new writer? Latour. Okay, cool. I think it's Latour. I'm not upset. Anyway, um, I think their relationship is better. Um, it was like, there are scenes where, like, he's trying, because in the beginning, he's trying to control the symbiote. So he has to take, like, these drugs to 
Because he doesn't date. know that it's like a. Person. No, they know. No, they know it's alive. They know okay. the symbiote. Well, they know it's alive, but he doesn't know it's like uh, its own being. No, they know. They know it's a uh, it's a complete alien thing. The okay. reason why they're giving it drugs like is because remember the, the host before that was Matt Gargan. That's true. He fucked it up. So they he were like, good. so they were like, Price did a bad job too. Right. So they were like, we can't have this this being take over our soldier. And go on a rampage. Mm-hmm. So the, the first part of the, the a lot of the Venom stuff that Flash was in was him taking drugs to sedate the symbiote and the symbiote trying to explain to him like not to do that. Yeah, he was like, bruh. And then it wasn't until later on where he does get a close, almost Eddie Brock relationship with the symbiote where we're seeing like Kate's run mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah, the symbiote's like, kind of my friend. <laughs> you know, I do, I was mad when they canceled that Venom run and they jumped, they opened they shot up. into space? No, no, even when they got back from Space Night and everything. Um, I mean, the Flash Thompson as a whole run. Yeah. Because um, the last time we see him is after Space Night, he's back to Earth and everything. And then the next time we see the Venom symbiote is in the Venom run with Lee Price. Yeah. They don't even show you how the, they really until fall out into a Venom Inc. Yeah, which is and dumb. And it's so dumb. Because it makes no sense. Yeah. I think that's the problem with that story anyway. Even though Colin Bunn wrote both of those, I think he wrote the Space Knight, he just transitioned poorly. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? So, and that's the whole thing. So it kind of takes away, though, because he's back in Philadelphia and he's going with Andy. Who he's has, in Philly! Well, it's him and Andy, and he's training Andy Mania yeah, yeah. Uh, to be his sidekick and this, this whole setup, which was cool. I love that. That's the 2013 one, right? Yeah. And then it ended up going nowhere because... Because they had to they they change him up. Yeah. Well, because they rebooted it. And then they put him in the Thunderbolts, and then he was in space, and then Lee Price. No, no, I mean the way that it ends. Um, you mean the entire Flash the God, yeah, living the, yeah. situation? Yeah. When it ends, the last thing he's doing, um, the last thing Flash was doing when he was actually. Oh, the, the last two thing. issues of Space Night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, no, when they get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy grounded. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. interim, yeah. That's uh, the, uh, the back end of it. Yeah. The last issue, because each one of them had a one shot. Yeah. Um,. In Venom's story, Venom's going back to Philadelphia Philly. and hanging out with Andy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm like, sorry, train I abandoned you. you. Went to space. Yeah. Well, he's and like, she's like, no problem. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> we'll train you. That's kind of how it ends. And then yeah. the next thing we see the Venom symbiote is the Leap Price. Stuff. And then we see Andy get her like codex ripped out yeah. or whatever yeah. from Absolute Carnage. Upstream. Yeah. And then she becomes screaming Absolute Carnage. Colin Bunn again though, so it was okay. Yeah. And again, I forgot she was scream. All right. So the reason why I like Matt Gargan as uh blasphemy. Um, I like Dark Avengers a lot. Dark Avengers is good. I love that book. But I also, how is he a good host? Because the question wasn't who's the best host; it's who's the good, who's the best for Venom yeah. as a host. The the reason why he's my number two is because it's the oh, honor because he's the one he's one of the only ones that were true. What makes him so good because he's truly honest with himself. Like Matt Gargan is truly honest with himself as Matt Gargan's a douche. Yeah, but he's look truly the, honest look, with look himself. Him in the new Venom issue. Yeah. Oh douche. yeah. But he's truly honest with himself when he's, whether he's Venom or Scorpion, he's himself. So him being bonded and the Venom symbiote just amplifying that. Again, this is before we knew the Venom symbiote wasn't always planned to be like, uh, it only was supposed to bond to heroes and become the ultimate weapon for a hero. This is the first time it was on a good guy, out a bad guy. Cause Ven- even no, Tal Law was actually a good guy. Venom, the Venom first, oh, the first host. host yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say. read the first host. Yeah, no. I know Eddie was technically a bad guy for a while, but he wasn't like an actual like. No. It's, Scorpion. Well, Grimmel. that was more be that was more because they were both mad at Peter Parker because the symbiote was mad at Spider Man for being abandoned by Spider Man, and Eddie, and Eddie was, was mad. mad at Peter 
because you spot the bugle, right? Because they, oh, or yeah, was that they, just a movie? No, that was part of it. That was also. Okay. Uh, I knew they were both freelance yeah. or something. Yeah, or he was a reporter, kind of like a Tom Hardy. No, was. he was a, no, he's freelance. He was a freelance photographer, photographer. Okay. and he got uh, shuttered by Peter. There's more to it. I'm just simplifying it. Yeah, yeah. And then they were both mad at Peter, and then they found uh, a bond to the mutual, mutual hatred, yeah, mutual hatred, and that's what makes Venom so different from Carnage. Yeah. Um, but, Carnage is just a psycho. Right. So, why well, I think why I like Gargan so much as uh, as a host, and why he's literally just positioned to Flash as a host, where Flash is he's Flash is true to himself, but he's bringing the, out the most heroic versions of the symbiote that we've seen, without the emotional baggage that we've seen in Venom currently. Gargan was the pure darkness of a symbiote, and that wasn't because the symbiote corrupted him. It wasn't like he was already that way and he just amplified it and it allowed him to do that. The symbiote never stopped him from doing it. Mm-hmm. Where, um, when, when Eddie or Flash was, were trying to do questionable things in the book, it always tried to help them out in some way, shape, or form yeah. to avoid doing what would, would turn them to some sort of evil. What was so cool about watching Gargan, it's just a villain having it Shows uh, uh, the a being of like pure evil besides Carnage, right? Yeah, besides Carnage, showing the uh, what could be potentially one of the best symbiotes ever, because it's just doing what it's programmed to do, which is to amplify the host. Yeah, which is when you see it with Red Hulk, it's like crazy, right? Mm. So I think that's I see what, what you mean. They're, 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 to me, they're both two sides of the same coin. That's why it was so cool when you when you read the series, it goes from Venom to Flash. And the, it's the redemption story because you find out the symbiote doesn't want to be bad. It doesn't want to eat people. Right. Well, no. It's it, hungry. It doesn't want to eat people. people. <laughs> um, but it doesn't want to be a villain. Um, another reason why... Wasn't another reason why they gave Flash the drug was because the symbiote was also, like, draining his life force? No, because um, they had to drug it because he also used it for his legs. Because he had no legs. Yeah, yeah. He used it so he had the symbiote on at all times. Yeah. unless when, uh, Besides when he's on mission, sometimes he didn't use it. When he there was, was back a scene. Home. There was a scene in Superior Spider-Man where uh, Doc Ock takes it. Yeah, and like he's like, "Sorry, Flash, you're crippled now." And he lets him. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that was some truly evil Spider-Man shit. Yeah, well, it's Superior Spider-Man. I know, uh, but yeah, so that's why uh, a lot of times he had to drug it so he could be able to like go on. Like he's because he was using it more than like as camouflage a lot of times, mm-hmm. like breaking in the buildings and whatever. Because yeah. when he sh- when he uh, put it to sleep, let it sleep, and he took the suit off, he was crippled again. So, that, but that's what he used as a secret identity, which is actually a really cool idea. Yeah, it was a great idea because, yeah. like, oh, Flash Thompson walks around, is in a wheelchair. Yeah, but Venom walks around and is running and jumping. Yeah, like it's like Spider-Man yeah, just so, puts on a mask. But that's, that's Flash puts on legs. Yeah, <laughs> but that's as bad why, as that sounded. He yeah, just puts no, on legs. But that's why I think Venom would be why Gargan and Thompson are the best host. I think Eddie. I think the stories are so compelling with Eddie. But it does feel like it is great growth. It does it's great growth for Eddie and it is great growth for Symbiote. But it does kind of get confusing when you look backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Venom is like evil for a while, right? And because like and, legitimately evil, right? And you're I get, even before Gargan, he's like yes. an actual bad guy. Yeah. So you're adding stuff. Look at the Ultimate comics. Yeah. He eats people in that one. Yeah. So you're 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 adding stuff to the mythos, which is good. I think the problem is like Eddie's not the perfect host because, and this is a spoiler for Venom. I don't say perfect. I say he's good. He's one of the best hosts. Yeah, I mean, he's... He wore the suit, one, not as... But the reason the why I kind of go no is... And it, I will take it from the Cage run. I will spoil some issues with Cage run. The the big revelation that he never had cancer... and 30 the, issues in. I know. Who never uh, had cancer? Eddie? Eddie never had cancer. That was a symbiote faking it. <laughs> 
The symbiote was like, I'm going to give you cancer so you need me. Yeah. That's so weird. Same thing, isn't, like, that, isn't that why he became anti-venom? No, 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 no. I know no, no, Eddie no. was Toxin for a while, but that was... We, we that, don't talk about that. That was like in the Flash Thompson and it actually makes sense. It actually makes sense. No, 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 but like Toxin just... like I In the Carnage book that came out a couple of years ago where yeah. uh, it was um, Mundo doing the covers. Yeah. And I think it was Jerry Conway writing it? I don't remember. Um, Eddie Brock was like an asshole. He was like ex-military yeah. working as a mercenary and he was no, like, he was not ex-military. He was just a mercenary. And he was begging the handler to give him Toxin. Yes. And I was like... I don't like Eddie right now, but then redeemed him. But it goes back to that with goes Colin back to Bond the, and then with uh, well, that goes Donnie. back to the Venom story with Flash yeah. Thompson because during that he has his hatred for symbiotes because his entire because he sees that his life was ruined by by uh, symbiotes. Technically, it kind of was. So he goes on a hunting spree, killing all the symbiotes. That's the whole toxin thing. Yeah, I, I gotta read the toxin storyline. Story it's really good. It's really good. Um, but the anti venom thing is because of um, negative. Uh, What's his name? Mr. Negative? Mr. Negative, thank you. And then we get Agent Anti-Venom in Venom Inc. And it's like... For like one second. a mouthful. He's in it... He's in a good 12 issues. Yeah. He shows up in Amazing Spider-Man and dies in Red Goblin Saga. (laughs) But yeah, so... um, The reason why I say... um, Because that's with the whole thing. So the whole manipulation... Same thing, like the whole idea that uh, Eddie had an abusive relationship with his father never existed. It was all implanted by the symbiote. As memory, so so Eddie that was Donny Cates reveal. Is that was like yeah, no, it's Donny Cates reveal. Wow, Donny Cates, you crazy. That was all this that he needed because he needed the symbiote. I gotta get back because the symbiote needed right? Eddie yeah. a lot more than Eddie needed the symbiote. So he yeah. faked all this so Eddie would need him. That's what makes it so great. That's yeah. why I don't think. That's why when I look at that reveal, going oh, so it's like if you manipulated like your partner, your romantic partner. You're not going to. That's not the best fit for you. Your your best partner is going to be someone that either brings is going to be the best in you, which is why I like Flash so much. As yeah. I think is the perfect host. They both brought out the best in each other. Right. Where I also think why I also like Gargan. It also brought out the worst of each other. But that's what the symbiote's supposed to do. So they had a more of a symbiotic relationship. He wasn't like because the Gargan stuff was before the whole Space Knight right Clintar situation. Yes. So that's why they're both my top two. Mm. I don't hate that reasoning. Yeah. At first, you had it does me going sound for a weird. It does sound weird. had hard. me going for a second. It does sound weird, <laughs> but when you put... You had to lose your Venom card, Chief. I know. You had to lose your V card. I, uh, <laughs> again? Um, that's why I kind of, well, a lot of times, when when you, I have weird explanations, I have to explain it because I, I have to then compare it to everything I've read. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, give reasons for your fucking right. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's also, that's why a lot of times, like, um, even if you open up the floor and go... All right, of all the people that have ever been possessed by the symbiote, who you think is should be who's the best, most powerful? Could be anyone if you explain it right, you know. So as always, we do an idea if we did write a book, and I have none, so I don't have any either. I would just like to see more Flash Thompson stuff, but he's dead, and I don't like bringing characters right. back that died in a meaningful way. Yeah, like if a character dies in like an explosion or in something stupid, like okay, you can bring him back. So I'll... like, if Flash died saving all of his friends. Yeah, he had the hero's death. We had the stuff with. Flash, uh, not Flash, but the stuff with Peter. Yeah, we had the stuff with Eddie. If Flash comes back, it has to be in a really, really, really good way. Yeah, it can't just be bullshit. Like if right. we do another clone conspiracy and Eddie and That's Flash dumb. comes back, it's fine as long as he dies again, like yeah. how Gwen died. Yes, Gwen came back, had some stuff, then died again properly. All right. So then, well, so knowing we do this back and forth about it, so what I'll what the question entails for this episode instead. You, if you can give me one character you would like to see the Venom host, the Venom symbiote bond to as the new Venom ongoing title. 
and it can't be Eddie, and it can't be it can't be someone that's already been a host. Mark Spector. Adding a fourth personality as Venom. You know how fucking sick that would be? That'd be kind of cool. You're thinking about it. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't have a story for it. No, you, I'm, not, or, I'm not asking for a story. No, 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 just but, like, no, but like, even if it's just like a one-shot no, no, idea. No, not even. So cool. Not even. Just, just a one-shot character, character you would yeah, like I want Mark see. Spector. Actually, I think it would be cool to see Mark Spector as the Venom with the all three personalities working with Venom. Because like you could have... Cause, Moon Knight doesn't always choose when he switches. Yeah. So, like, we could have Mark Spector showing up, and he's, like, the Flash Thompson version. You could have Jake Lockley, who's, like, the gruff asshole, show up, and that's your Matt Gargan version of the Venom. So Venom has to now adapt to all the personalities that Mark Spector has and also properly work itself out. Okay. And then you have uh, the other ones, like, Spencer Grant. Not Spencer Grant. Um... Mr. Grant. I'm going to call Mr. I forget the first name. Steve. Steve. Stephen Grant. Yeah. He could be like the, um, I don't want to say the Eddie, because the Eddie is also a mixture with the Flash version, mm-hmm. which is Mark. But like you, Steve Grant could be like a Peter. Yeah. Like he's like the the uptight, like, mm. Yeah. It's like, it would be cool to see Venom adapt to all the personalities while Moon Knight's adapting to a new personality in his head, besides Khonshu and all the other ones. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It's cool. I would love to see it. So, I kind of thought of... Ant-Man. No, 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 Tiny no. Venom. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it, like, I always kind of think of it when I... Any question like this, I kind of make it where it's not an actual hero. Or it's a character that I'm not doing anything with. And I would use it where it's... Ooh, a, that's a good idea. I would bring, like, uh, either a Phil Yurik back because he's not Hobgoblin anymore. Oh, Phil Yurik. Yeah, yeah, He's um the one who's the Goblin Knight with yeah. the sword, right? Yeah. But now he's not anymore. He got dethroned. Yeah, he's, 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 he's just doing again. So I would like to see, like, say something happens to Venom. Like, something happens to Eddie, and Eddie, yeah. and Venom, because, again... Like, we, how Virus, we thought, was supposed to be... Jack, Jack Lantern? How he could have kind of... Because that was technically a symbiote. Yeah. It wasn't Venom, but it was technically a symbiote. What the Virus mean? is technically a symbiote, right? No, it's not. It's I thought just, it was, like, a nope. symbiote bonded with armor. Nope. Really? It's just a symbiote. He just calls himself Virus. It's fucking stupid. I know, it's dumb. I know this. That's my whole point no, for that. because he was a skeleton. Yeah, and then... So he, how is the symbiote not keeping him alive? The suit's keeping him alive. It was Iron Man tech that was keeping him alive. It was stupid. That's even stupider. Yeah. Sorry, Don. So Kids. anyway, don't like the explanation. Um. Yeah, I would actually make feel if, if say Eddie something was to happen to Eddie, I would make the next besides Dylan being the obvious choice, the next uh, Venom series to be Raphael Yurik or any other like regular person, right? Or specifically no, him for specifically for Yurik. Um. Who would you want as a hero then to be? No, I want him. No. Oh, if I was going to bond him to anyone, it'd be like someone stupid like or powerful, Nova. huh? Like Nova. Yeah, like something dumb. Silver Surfer. No, I'd probably do it with Phoenix. <laughs> Like Jean Grey Phoenix or like, like Jean Grey Phoenix, Phoenix. Like, and Venom, like the Phoenix Fire and Venom. Yeah. <laughs> That's my stupid, stupid dumb kid name, cool. brain. But actually, I would like Phil this. would be pretty good. I would like but his that. redemption has to come in hard. Cause right. Venom, because Phil was a douche the last time we saw him. Right. So it would be a cool way to be like how the, the symbiote would pretty much try to coach him to becoming a better person. Ooh, like a rehab situation. Right. That's cool. And he was, you have a story. What do you mean you don't got a pitch? What do you mean you don't got a pitch? <laughs> yeah. you, you're coming to me like you don't got a pitch, but you got a pitch. Yeah, so it would be like a redemption <laughs> where Phil Yurik would take the symbiote on. And he'd, be, he'd be a gangly one, too. He'd be right. a gangly Venom. Yeah, it would like be like a... a yeah, it would be... It wouldn't be the beef boy. No, it would be a very different Venom. Um, actually, like a carnage-sized Venom. Yeah, it would actually be more the idea where, like, He's learning to use the power because he's never had those powers before. No, he's never had powers in general. No. I think just like and actually, what I think team. I would keep is that he still has the Goblin Scream. It would just it would just be a, like a Venom style scream. Yeah, you just see black instead of the, like, the I, yellow. Don't, don't, uh, even though her name is Scream, does she actually have like a Sonic no. Scream? No. 
That's a missed opportunity. I know, right? Um, she just has her weird hair and fire. Yeah. So I would, yeah, because she has fire now, which yeah. also is cool because like, the, the, I, I was going to explain this uh, when I was explaining with the whole Phil York thing. Why I would like to have see him as give him the sword as well from well, the goblin stuff. It would be well, what's it wouldn't cool be fire, but it'd be like a huge sword. No, no, because the thing was cool is that remember when the symbiote attaches you, it gains you the same abilities you have. Yeah. So Phil's because he has sound because of the, the sound yeah, thing, the he would actually not. He would actually have gain an immunity to sound. Just like how Scream has immunity to fire now because it's yeah. bonded with Andy. Now, would Phil also get an immunity to fire because he has the fire sword since that's not no. an innate ability? It's not, yeah, it's not okay. an innate ability. But I would keep things like... That would be cool. Between, like, tech. He's not vulnerable to sound anymore. That's really right. good. So it would be like a mix between like him, him using goblin tech and like his goblin tech and like um, and, and like the symbiote to become a new hero or like an anti-hero type of thing to redeem himself. So a lot of That'd it would be, a be a good redemption. Wait, that's the only thing I can think of as a character... That should be bonded to symbiote if something was to happen to Eddie. Besides the the dumb, obvious choices for the of fun, like cool Dylan stuff. And Peter yeah, and like, yeah, the dumb, cool, fun stuff. Would that like, would be fun too? Yeah, I, I saw the light go in your eyes. You're like, that's actually good. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, I just like multiple personality yeah. stuff. That's what throw an extra the reason why I, I why I didn't jump up the deck. They just did that with the Phoenix Force in Avengers. Yeah, like he, he bonded with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, and he was like, I, the Conchu stuff. He bonded with everything. That yeah, they had the Iron. No, Fist no, no, and... no. At the end, to beat to kill Conchu or to beat Conchu yeah. at the end, he bonded with the Phoenix Force. And he goes, I'm tired of people talking to me in my head. Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, if I knew that I wouldn't have maybe pissed yeah. him. I, I know you don't read Avengers. That's why the only reason yeah. why I was like, oh, I, I don't think you read this issue. No, and that's why I was like, it sounds, it's too new. They just did it. What actor would you want to play? I want Keanu Reeves to bond with Venom. <laughs> to, oh, to play Venom? No, no, to bond with Venom. Oh, oh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves bond with Venom. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing that deep nerd talk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, man. Ryan Reynolds. I know, right? I, uh, did Deadpool bond with Venom at one point? Yes. Yeah, I think so it was the, the Back in Black like, storyline. Yeah, the, the Back in Black It was part story, of the What If, then it was Back in Black. And the What If story, okay. yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Because yeah. I remember reading about it. He did. Uh, and we didn't mention it. I didn't talk about it because it wasn't... It's not canon canon. Yeah, because Back it's in Black... It's a Deadpool retcon unreliable right. narrator. exactly. Yeah. So, Back in Black's canon, but not canon, and the What If doesn't count. Yeah. So, um, I only talked about like the real canon host, yeah, really. Yeah, because we, we briefly talked about the other. Yeah, because I could have gone... There's a huge list. Oh, there's a lot. You know, so I didn't want to spend all the yeah. time on it. So let's jump into our books of the week. I'll go first this week, actually. Ooh, stealing my thunder, dude. Come on. I mean, I have to go first at least once or twice. So, guys, you guys know I love me some Black Hammer, and Jeff Lemire hits out of park again with another Black uh, Black Hammer tie-in, Bob Alien, Red Planet. Um, this is written by Jeff Lemire, of course, uh, and art by, I want to say, oh, um, story by Jeff Lemire and the art, uh, story by Jeff Lemire and Tate Bromall, and the script is done by Tate Bromall. The art is done by Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Just like all the other Black Hammer books that have been coming out, this is a prequel to the Black Hammer book. It's also an origin for the character. Um, I can't say, stress this enough. If you guys haven't read a Black Hammer book, I definitely recommend picking up any of the universe stuff. Um, you will not be lost. As long as you don't pick up the, uh, you know, Quantum Age, uh, not Quantum Age, um, Age of Doom. Because it's literally the second half of the Black Hammer main book. It makes no sense otherwise to do that. Um, but everything else is cool. So I definitely recommend grabbing this. So, uh, quick synopsis and review of this book. This takes place on Earth during the height of the AIDS epidemic. Bob Alien, uh, there's flashbacks between Earth and Mars when Bob was uh, being tried for being gay on Mars, which is a crime. Um... And it super frowned upon on Earth when he was living. Double entendre, it's man. Really, actually, it's, being gay on Mars and being gay on Earth was illegal at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, actually. Weird. 
Um, Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> uh, what's really cool is they they do flash. There's one scene that flashes back to the Black Hammer book. Um, so is this a prequel sequel? Yeah, prequel sequel. Ooh, no, 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 no. It is a full prequel. Um, but the scene is it's in the Black Hammer book as a part of his origin story in the Black Hammer. Book. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. Uh, it's the scene when you they confirmed that he was gay and he didn't realize when he's learning uh, human customs he hit on his uh, he's a cop on Earth. Oh, uh, like um, like Marshall Manhunter. You're right, and he, that's the whole point. Like, uh, he's a passionate of Marshall Manhunter. He uh, puts his hand on his partner's thigh, thinking that it was more than just a friendship, and the guy flipped out on him. He was like, "I'm not gay." Yeah, type <laughs> so of thing. weird. Um, again, you have to remember this set in the 19 like yeah 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 60s no highly 80s over there 70s 80s. Um, I don't want AIDS. That's, fuck monkeys? Right, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, so, um, that one scene, they play back in this book. Mm, so I like that. I, gotcha. I like that because I read Black Hammer. Yeah. It's a really... I gotta get a, into Black it's Hammer. It's a throwaway it's so cool. like, panel. But it's cool. It's, it shows how Mark is trying to figure, uh, Mark is trying to figure out his, uh, place on Earth. Um, while the flashback on Mars explains why he's, why he's being tried. And he leaves Mars at one point and just escapes to Earth. And he's going to be hunted down by like a, like a Rogue Zol type of thing. Oh, um, cool. I like the book a lot. It does it, it's for two reasons. One, I do like that it's a history look, take on the AIDS epidemic. You love alternate histories. I do love alternate histories. I, I so love not it. even alternate. You like history in, in superheroes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I like it where they go take a look at the at the AIDS epidemic through the eyes of the Black Hammer universe, through the eyes of a gay character. Yeah. Um, and that cover is fantastic. I, and cool. Okay, it's the the it's, it's, it's the, the actual ribbon. One. Yeah, it's, it's actual really ribbon, cool. which I really and I didn't I didn't realize that when I pulled it off the shelf. I, I thought it was an show. X at first. Yeah, because you look I at it. I looked at it briefly. It looks like an X. Yeah. When you look at it, it's like, oh, oh it's, it's the, the ribbon. ribbon. That's really I'm cool. like, that's really nice. Um, and it's cool. Like, you get to look at um, the gay goes through the eyes of a gay character. Um, the story, the art is always kind of the thing. Gabriel for me, Walter. But yeah. it He's makes sense. It, it's, it, it, it fits the character, fits the story. I mm-hmm. like the story. It's more expansive than Black Hammer Universe. I, I tend to like a lot of them. I have yet to find a Black Hammer book I didn't like. I got to get into it, man. Uh, the only one I think, the only, I'll be honest, the only book I'm not crazy about in the Black Hammer, in the Black Hammer universe is the, the Cthulhu-Louise story because it's just dumb and stupid. Yeah. Um, But it's also a one-shot within the the, this, the universe, so that's why. Yeah, it's why. just a quick, yeah. just a quickie. So I'm like, oh, that's the only one I don't like. But I really like this a lot, and it's really cool to see that they're going to take this look. We I talked about it um, months and months ago when they first announced it. Barbarian? Yeah, you? this. I'm glad it's out. So I'm definitely giving it a five out. Excuse me, five out of five. Wow. I tend to give a lot of Black Hammer books five out of five. Because it's your shit it's, now. it's my shit. <laughs> um, but also, You're becoming a Jeff Lemire fan. I know, right? <laughs> It has all Jeff Lemire. I've always been a Jeff Lemire. It's fan. all Jeff Lemire hallmarks. Wonky, cool-looking art that fits this niche story. Eh. A sad adult male, ca- a lead <laughs> character that has definitely father issues. <laughs> it's if just... there's a dead kid in here that talks to ghosts, this is it. This is Jeff Lemire. <laughs> this is Jeff Lemire. <laughs> um, he's definitely working out through some demons. I'll say this every time I read Jeff, Jeff Lemire. Lemire definitely has daddy issues. You know, but really sorry like, for insulting Jeff Lemire. I really do you. like the story, and I think. What I think, why I tend to like this whole Black Hammer, he's doing the the best thing an independent comic book superhero universe is doing. You told your main series story, you're done with the main series, and everything else is like, hey, did you want to know more about that character? Here's a five-issue series about that. Remember all the guys we were talking about kind of in drips and drabs in the background, mm-hmm. and we never got to see them? Here's all of this. Uh, you know, so I like that. You know, Colonel Weird and, and Barb Alien, and, and, and then you have the... 
universe expanding things like um, Doctor Tomorrow and um, Sherlock Frankenstein and Skull Digger and uh, Skull Kicker and Grave Digger. So yeah, I'm giving it five out of five. So you guys definitely recommend checking it out. Fantastic. Hunter, hit me with that book there. So my book this week is Sea of Sorrows from IDW. It is written by Rich uh, Doek or Duke with a U E K at the end. And the art and color is done by Alex Cormack. It is a uh, underwater thriller. James briefly talked about it on our live show today. It takes place in 1962, so it's a nice little periodish piece. It's about a bunch of uh, uh, scavengers or scavengers trying to get Nazi gold. Salvagers. Also scavengers. Trying to get um, Nazi gold from a German U-boat. And uh, they bite off a little more than they can chew. When they discover that there's something under the water protecting it, or at least protecting the the sea. It's not really known yet, as of issue one, if it's protecting the Nazi gold, because of the... Wait, 1926. Am I off by the whole World War II thing? It's a German U-boat. What year was it? 1926. Yeah. When was World War II? World War II was 1940s. So I was off, so it must You're be the end of World War One then. Yeah. So it's just a German U-boat rather than... Is it? That's when the... They said German submarine. And it takes place what year? 1926. That's weird. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I remember it being Nazi gold. It says it's a German submarine. Either way, German, Nazi gold, it's the same thing. Um, uh, no, it's the same, but okay. No, no, but I, I was going to connect it to maybe it's guarding it because Hitler with his supernatural stuff yeah, put no. it down there. But no, now that it's just that, I think it's just a weird... It's probably guarding the undertow, like the undersea. And then maybe they just disturbed its resting place, or it's actually guarding the gold for some weird supernatural transformation reasons. Like maybe this siren, essentially of what it is, is trying to uh, defend the gold because it was wrongfully like transformed from a regular person. Hard to tell right now with issue one, but the book is really well written. It's really good. The art is gritty and fantastic. You can really like uh, they play with black really really well. Okay. When a lot of books like the underwater scenes, James. The underwater scenes are very like nice oh, wow. with the black shading. Yeah, but it's like black without like this this absolute black. No, it's not absolute black. It's got like the nice little like bubble shadings in the background and like the white overtones really show off. Like he's he's in the boat with the pipes and stuff. It's really cool. It's actually really cool. Yeah, looking. they play with the colors a lot in this, and I'm glad that the colorist is the same as the artist. Cormac does a fantastic job because sometimes coloring doesn't always translate. Like when you have um, I'll go back to Green Lantern season one, the book with uh, Grant Morrison. Liam Sharp was the artist, but his colorist or inker was not on point with what they did. But this one, uh, it is on point with the coloring, and I'm glad because it's the same guy. So he knows what he wants to color and what needs to look proper. So it was really good. Um, story overall, it's fine for now. We're introducing to all like the merry misfits that are in there. Think Atlantis, the movie with like the bomb guy. And the the tech girl and all that, that stuff. Movie. Fantastic movie. I love that movie. Like just think so of like underrated. it is underrated. And they made a sequel which was not good. Return of Milo. Oh yeah. First one's a lot better. Oh but, nice. like, I don't know. It's just cool to see like think Plunge, and the movie Underwater and The Wake all put into one. It's right. a team, that is, doing scavenging stuff, with underwater monsters. Okay. It's not Cthulhu inspired like no. Underwater. I mean maybe. I don't right. know if Cthulhu has any underwater sirens, but it is really cool. I would definitely recommend checking it out. It uh, takes place in the Flemish Cap, so it's like a Flemish horror story. Okay. So it's probably a siren. Oh, bad. So, yeah. I am uh, giving that... Ooh. Let's give it a four and a half. Because there's... N- 
it's kind of boring, if that makes any sense. Okay. Like, the story really keeps the pace going, and it's nice, but there's not enough substance in there to really get me to, like, I do want to read the next issue, but it doesn't get me to re- want to read it now, if that makes sense. Like, I can wait a whole month for this, rather than being like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Like, for the one we're, our store book of the week, I want more. I need gimme, gimme, gimme. Okay. Yeah, so the Sorrows, drive. I don't need the gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, it's not the drive. I do want to continue reading it. Yeah. It's but there's a, no not, really, exactly. You're not like, uh, you know, it's not the top of your pile. Exactly. It's like in the middle. Like, I want to get to it, but I can get to it eventually. Yes. So I'm definitely going to give it four and a half. It's very close to a five. I wish there was a tiny bit more okay. going on because the siren shows up in two pages. Okay. It shows up at the end. Yeah. And I'm sorry I have to spoil the ending for this book, but it's when you read it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm not spoiling the entire content. Yeah. But, like, the siren shows up about in the middle and then at the end. Yeah. So like there's not a lot of stuff going on with the creature, but the characters are still good and they're dynamic enough to keep the story going. Right. And you get a couple flashbacks on, like, what the character did in, in the war he was in. And right. why he has, like, this PTSD of, like, when he's underwater, he, like, panics. It's kind of cool. All right, cool. Yeah, so four and a half. Nice. So, uh, we'll go to the most store book we've already been touching on in the entire episode. It is Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black. Again, oh, guys, yeah. uh, full spoilers ahead for this book. So, if you do not want the spoiler, I would definitely recommend uh, cutting out. We'll see you guys next week, then. All right, so. I don't think Rocket Raccoon should have a place on the cover. No. <laughs> That's just me. He shows up literally at the end. So the book opens <laughs> up at Ravencroft Industries with Al. Remember, this book is Ravencroft set- Institute, not yes. Industries. Oh, sorry, Ravencroft uh, um, Institute for the Criminally Insane. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Um, so, so you guys know, it, if you've been reading Spider-Man, you're like, whoa, who the hell are all these guys, and what happened? It doesn't make sense. This is set during the Black uh, Suit era of Spider-Man, like the '80s. Yes, early '90s. Yeah, yeah '80s. Um, so that's why these characters won't make sense. The designs look very different. Yeah, Alistair Smythe is here, but he looks very different. Right. So this is shortly after the spider Kang incident. looks the same, though. Yeah, this is, uh, so, well, he's time-traveling despot. Yeah. Um, he's shortly, uh, after the Spider-Slayer incident. So, don't worry. It does make sense to continuity, kind of. I don't know how it's going to make full sense in the King of Black storyline. I know this is, like, Noel's first, and Noel isn't the guy who's here. Right. But it's Noel's first contact with Earth. Yes. For well. From what we know. Kind of. He was probably around during Caveman times. Yeah, we saw it during, um, yeah. like, Thor. He yeah. was back then, like, Grendel. He's, he's saying Grendel and stuff. Yeah. Um, this, th- there's one line I kind of will, uh, I'll explain what, yeah, how we'll kind of tie it together. So, it opens up with Ravencroft, where you meet Alistair Smythe, Smythe, who is having a vision of his dead father, who's kind of explaining it to him, like, that's a symbiote, uh, that he needs to create a, um, kind of like a, like, I guess, serum? He needs to create able, this, like, weird gas. To be able to walk, want to walk again, but also to do something else. We cut to a, a Watsu on the moon, doing Watsu weird stuff, and then get, suddenly being inducted by aliens. I love his fucking uh, thought bubbles. I am unable to move. Time has stopped around me. This should prove interesting. Like a creep. He's so weird, but I love him. Yeah, I know. He's so I love weird. Him. I'm glad he's kind of back to life. Yes. I won't talk Even about that. they shouldn't have killed him. Which was I mean, weird. I mean, that should have, should have brought him back to life. It was really weird. Yeah. We're like, he's back now. So then we cut back to uh, back to New York, where Peter is out on his way to work. Saves a kid from a balloon thing. He's and wearing the black like the black outfit, like he's Spider Man Three, walk around town again, dancing. That's what he dressed as yeah, during the time. Then we cut back to Watu with Kang. Watu showing that the ship he was abducted onto was Kang, and Kang is downloading. Kang's trying to take all the information that a Watu has to help with time travel and save the universe. Oh, uh, so. to figure not to, to time to save the universe to help what he knows, but in turn, a Watu backfires and absorbs the information that Kang has and then he says something something it sees me I love the line fool 
blind fool. All he's doing is providing me inroads to his ship's AI. I am absorbing all of his information. And I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. Uatu's <laughs> fantastic. I love how they write him in this. Peter David does a good job. Oh, we didn't talk about who created it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Peter David and Greg Land, yeah. which is the normal team that's been doing this in Spider-Man yes. stuff. Uh, we go back to Earth with Alistair Smythe and how his gas has been released. We never saw him create the gas. It just is. They're just like, he's got the gas. Um, and there's a solar eclipse that they don't know why. And then people start being covered in this black goo or, or not even black goo. It's just like their, their skin is taken over. It's really hard to explain it. It's really weird. Cause it's not like, it's not a normal symbiote thing. Remember, Peter doesn't know it's a symbiote yet in continuity, yeah. so they're not going to explain that yet. I also don't like how Peter Parker's spider tingles look like sperm trying to get into his head. Oh, I don't like that either. Hey, I saw that, that and I was like... <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, so we don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to explain, but they all become shadow monsters pretty much. Think Mr. Negative's bad uh, enemies, but with blue eyes. Yeah. So then he fights... So Peter has to fight a whole place of it. He... Uh, uh, Ned Leeds is in this too, which is cool. Yes. He's uh, one of the reporters. Yes, because that's the way he was in comics. Yeah. Uh, he then sees Smythe again, and then he realizes that Smythe is possessed by something we don't know what it is, even though we know it's a symbiote. Peter doesn't know it's a symbiote. It goes by Mr. E. So, for those... Explain to me, what is that? Okay, so, this book is either one of two things. Mr. E. Mr. E is a new character that Peter David forgot already existed the name, or existed in Marvel Comics that Peter fought as a symbiote Spider-Man in the past. Or this is, right this is that. that character right before. redone. Ooh, could be redone. Who is Mystery originally? Mr. E is me. a shadow beast that this Peter Ford... checks out. Yeah. This checks out. That Peter Ford in... I'll tell you exactly the, the, the comic. It wasn't just like regular Spider-Man. Brother. <laughs> it was, I forgot. It, was, it wasn't even like regular Spider-Man. It was something stupid. Hold on, let me just double check because I have it on my phone. I was like, I got to talk about this because this is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely weird. But I do like their little dynamic they have. Um, the Mr. E calls the Venom symbiote brother yes. because he's a Clintar of sorts. Yes. And Peter's like, oh, I don't know who you are. You're definitely not my brother. Uh, being from the shadow, he's a being from the Shadowverse. He first appeared in Marvel Spotlight number nine. Um, he literally looks like that character. It's the exact. It's the same character. Exactly. He got the blue eyes. He doesn't have the back tendrils. Right. I and think this is Donny Cates. You look at, like, if you look at all the people that Captain Universe is fighting, they all are the shadow people that Peter's fighting. Yeah, I think Donny Cates, because this is, even though Peter David wrote this, I think this is Donny Cates' overarching story, because it's the King of Black. I think Donny Cates was like, let's take Mr. E, change him up a little bit, make him nullified. Because he could be, he's from space if he's fighting Captain right. Universe or whatever. Yes, and the fact is his name was Mr. E in the... Specifically. Specifically in Captain Universe stuff. So, this may not be a first appearance. It may be the same as that character. Just redone with Null. Like how Black right. Knight's getting Null spotlight. Because right. the Ebony Blade could be one of Null's original blades Weapons. or something. So, it's more of, not a retcon, but it added. Is that a retcon? Maybe. We'll see. No. We can still have four more issues. If it, yes, if it is Mr. E if from it, the Marvel spotlight. What if it ends with him fighting Captain Universe right at the end? That would be, cool. <laughs> be kind of cool. Because he gets banished back to what they think is Shadowverse, but it's actually Null. Yeah. It's more of an add-on. That'd be cool. So, Peter fights this Mr. E, who calls him brother, which we know why. Clintar stuff. Because it's of Clintar nonsense. Um, they fight, and then he gets his chest pierced by a sword. Uh, where we show Black Knight shows up and it tells him, like... It's Dane Whitman, but his old costume. Yes. Um... And they kind of explain uh, why the eclipse is happening. And up in space, Kang is being rescued by Rocket. 
That's how the issue yeah. was. All right. So going back to your one comment about how this ties in King Black, there's a line that Mr. E says, creation moves forward, uncreation runs backwards. It, yeah. it works out. Meaning that, uh, oh, Kang also said um, something that happened, uh, something that's happening in the future is affecting the present, meaning the past. Yeah. Uh, for us. And since he's so all, he's, the King Black's currently happening in comics it's affecting the past. That's I wonder what the if whole... Kang's going to show up and be like, Spider-Man, do you remember doing this? And he'll be like, what? And I'm like, oh, alternate timeline? Question mark? No, it's, a con- it's, it's current continuity. I know, but canon. it'd be cool if Spider-Man goes, oh, yeah, Mr. E. And then, yeah, yeah. that could be cool. So, Because Kang is here for a reason. Well, Kang's in the story just because he, because something that happens in the past, he says, affects his time. No, which means no might win. Yeah. So, so that's why he's he probably back. yeah he went back to stop to get all of Uwatu's yeah, to uh, stop, information yeah to stop Mr. E from doing this so he's probably there to stop Mr. E from even starting right and then Loki he fails kind of like, but and no then Rocket gets him no I think the whole thing is gonna probably end up being like when Mr. E doesn't well he doesn't, Kang doesn't fail but stops Null in a kind of way that the rest of Marvel time still has to Is Kang even going to show up in other issues? Yes. He's going to show up in other issues of, the, of this. Of oh, that series, yes. I mean, like, of other... No. Okay. No. Interesting. So, that's what the book is, guys. Um, I like the... I love Greg Land's art, so I'm a sucker. There's like, a couple scenes where Peter's face looks a little bad. But it's Greg Land's. But I don't think it's Greg Land's... To Greg Land's fault. I think right. the colorist was a little weird on this one. Not the colorist is bad, but, like, the colorist, like... Shaded, shaded Peter Parker's face to look like there was no shadows on okay. it. So his eyes look like there's no arches. Yeah, he has like very like, penciled in his eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he has weird eyebrows and there's no like shading in between to show you his eyelids. It's yeah. just kind of like <laughs> he's a weird. Shock only one or two panels though. And that's the whole thing. Like, but then they make up for it when Spider-Man's brushing up his eyebrows in the suit and you can see the eyebrow f- like furls inside yeah. the suit. Like that's cool. And then Greg Land's spread pages are always more. Alright, so it's definitely a weird fucking issue. Yeah. Because I didn't even know issue. this was coming out. And I didn't know this was starting King of Black so soon. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's next six months, man. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like I the, like, I I like like the it. issue. And it's a good jumping on point. It's, it's a, a good number one. If you want, and it was cool about it. Is you don't that, have to read the other two to understand right. what's going you on. Don't you, have to just read gotta know, you got the suit. Yeah. You don't have and to it's, read out of con- it's in continuity, but back in the past. Right. So you don't have to read the other two Symbiote Spider-Mans to read this volume. You don't even have to be currently. And they give you a small little uh, yeah. rundown at the beginning yes. on like, what's going on. Which is the symbiote stuff. Right. Um, so you don't even have to read the old... You don't have to read the other two volumes to read this. You don't even have to be currently reading Spider-Man to read this. Exactly. And you don't, a you, you, yeah, you don't even have to be reading King of Black to read this. No, it's essentially... Even though it is obviously tied to King of Black, it's itself a, a separate entity. Yeah. Which I think that's what makes this book stand out on its own. Because it's so weird. Because mm-hmm. if this book came out, it was like King of Black, and it's Spider-Man King of Black, and you're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. And then you read it, and you're like, "This has nothing to do with King Black," and you're expecting that Mr. E isn't null, right? I thought that Shadow D, that Shadow guy, originally was supposed to be the earliest form of null after he got banished from when he was back in time because of bullshit. Right. I thought it was like Null 2.0 being rebirthed, right? But it turns out it's an entirely different character who knows what Clintars are, who is essentially probably Clintar. Yeah. Because he said he needs a host. Yeah. That's what he, he said. I I came in a comfortable form for you, but my brain was like. Did he then take That's... over the dead body of his right. dad? Like, I don't what? get that entire scene. It's... Yeah, the scene at the beginning is a little weird. It does seem very weird, and that's my one He's like, knock. I need a host. It's like, so you dug up my dad? It's like, uh... I have two knocks on the issue, and this is why I'm, I'm just giving you my grade now. I'm giving, like, a three and a half, four. Ooh, I'm giving it a four. And the reason why is that 
the Owls of Smite stuff makes no sense. It does not. Just be Mr. E. I know he needs a host, but like, make yeah. it something. Make, Ned could, Leeds would have been better. I, I, you could still have left it as Alistair being the, the host, but the whole, like, he has to build a gas thing and, like, the, the whole it's dead because they, dad it, it's, thing. Uh, it's because the host knew that Alistair Smythe was smart and was oh, able to... no, I get that stuff. Yeah. I understand it, and it makes sense. He was able to make sense. the gas. What, it, what I don't understand is, what's the purpose of the gas? It, it says they don't even explain it in the book. It says the Alcismite does it so it can cure par- people who are paralyzed. Right, and the symbiote needs it to spread throughout the whole institute so he has an army. Right, that's what. But this needs. scene doesn't make sense with him and his ghost dad. Is that ghost dad? Like, it's not Mr. ghost dad. E- it's I think it's Mister E, e hosting someone else who is body morphing. Right, because he said he needs a host to live. Yeah, did he take the dead body? From the dirt. Right, and then... Because it said my dad's been dead for a while. Yeah, That's he goes, he says, oh, right? no, he, the previous host... Uh, was it? Yeah, his previous host died and got incinerated. Of what happened got incinerated. to the dad, though? No, the dad's dead. No, yeah, so the, it is the, a dead dad. Yeah, I don't... How... This is why I'm saying... poorly. Yeah, it's very... Because what they explain it, it goes, I'm not actually him. This is just a, a less intimidating form. He goes, do you remember Lewis Tuttle? He goes, yeah, we were. Co- this is the the father talking yeah. to uh, Alistair, and he goes, yeah, can't uh, I can't exist in this realm without one. Unfortunately, oh, he was one of my previous. Oh, hosts. he goes, dad, but you're dead. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, his dad is dead. Yeah, his dad is dead. But he's like, oh, unfortunately, his last host, apparently Louis Tuttle, got incinerated. That's where you come in. So I don't know how he's even there and why he's in this form. It doesn't make sense because if he was already he says in he needs form, a host to live. Yeah, no, but it, I mean, that's why I, I get that. Can he more faces? That's my question. Right, because it's not it's not his previous host. And it's not his dad. And it's not his, his dad. dad. But why is it, how did he even get here? He said he's coming up as as more comfortable. Like, right. This is comfortable to you. Right. But can he shapeshift? Yeah, and if it is Mr. E, why isn't he already just Mr. Why e? Why does he need Alistair Smythe? Right. If he can just be Mr. E as an, like, if he can face morph, why does he need Alistair Smythe? Right. That's my question. And the whole thing, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like, that's my whole thing. It doesn't make sense. That's what bothers yeah. me so much about this. That's oh, why you. I'm giving it three and a half out of four, because it doesn't make, three the, out of five. the driving force of it, yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, I got you. I'm giving it a four because I like the story so far. I think it was really cool. I like yeah. it better than Alien Reality. Okay. At least the first issue of Alien Reality. I never finished it. I don't, I don't have the last two. But uh, I really liked it. Okay. I can see what you're pointing at, and, and that's the what opening it, is a little weird. That's what it is. Cause, like, the it opens rest with are, like, eh. You, and I, I'm okay with cold opens. Well, re- no, it's not even cold open. It opens with weird, convoluted bullshit. And I don't get it. My previous host is dead. I need a host. But dad, you're dead. Then are you shapeshifting? Then and the why do you need Smythe? Yeah, why do you need a host? Because Smythe you clearly have one. Because he, he makes a deal with Smythe saying, yes. I'll cure you from being paralyzed if you make this thing. The gas thing. But then Smythe could just make the gas and then not make people paralyzed. Unless the gas is actually just a thing to knock them out. And then the symbiote, being the Mr. E, being able to take them yes. over makes them people not paralyzed. Yes. That, if that's the convolution, if that's like the that's, explanation I'm for okay it, with that. that makes a little more sense, but then you course, to explain it. Yeah. And of course, Mr. E is going to double-cross Alice's oh, Smythe because he's not in the book any any further yeah. uh, in Spider-Man history. But I think the problem is the opening so convoluted and confusing because it doesn't make sense. Like, if that is Mr. E in a shape-shifting form, you don't need a host. You have a host. Whoever you take over I think is he the needed, host. I think he needed Alistair Smythe to make the nerve gas to knock everybody out. But even if he... Even, even if he convinced Alice, because he does convince Allison to make it. Because he says he'll, he's like, I'll make you not crippled anymore. Yeah, That's basically what he says. Yeah, that. and he goes, all right, I'll do that. Just make this so I can spread this army. He goes, okay, I'll do that. 
he still doesn't have to bond to Alistair. You don't bond to anybody. Because he's already bonded to somebody. But he made somebody. a deal because... But yes. maybe it has to be like a willingness? I, like I, a willful bond? I, I don't know. Because I get the idea of making a deal with... I, I get the idea of him making a deal with Alistair. Like, hey, Alistair, I'm going to cure you. Cure your being Tick paralyzed. And the the way of curing him of, of his paralysis is him bonding with him. I get yeah. that. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. The opening doesn't make... Not even that. It doesn't make sense... When he's like, I need a host. You clearly are attached to someone already. Yeah. That'd be like you walking in going, yeah, I need a shirt, sweatshirt. You have one on. Oh, can I borrow your sweatshirt? But you have one on. <laughs> maybe they'll explain it further later. Or maybe we're just reading into this I don't think we're much. reading into it. I think it's just poorly. The opening is just poorly written. The rest mm-hmm. of the story is fine. Yeah. The opening is such a... Because when you read it, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But... Is that a figment? Yeah, but is that because we? I don't think start thinking about it. We know Venom can live without a symbiote. Yes, it's just he dies if he doesn't have one for a while. Yeah, exactly. So maybe this is just him shape shifting in general to disguise himself, and then he needs a host because he's like running out of time. Right, I can explain. They should have said that or shown it like the like a little one bubble or like a smoke thing coming in, shifting into like the dad in the hallway, or Or one bubble saying, "I can shape my form." But I need a permanent host or I'll die. Right. One bubble. But then how, is it, how does he know about his dead father? And how does he know that's the less comfortable form? Like, if you're... Say, he doesn't know. Is it, the symbiotes aren't, like, um, aren't they psychic. They need to bond first they to get the bond. memories of the yeah. people. So it's just a bad opening. Yeah. Because the rest of the story and tracks also, after yeah, that. And also, another thing I don't like is the narration bubbles that there are none of. Um, text, narration text boxes. Yeah, no, instead of the narration boxes, he uses thought bubbles. So they all they do is Peter think David. at each other. Yeah, they all, yeah. all they do is think they at each think, other. They just think, which isn't a bad thing. I prefer the narration bubbles because it gets less in the way. Because, like, yeah. it's, it's in the way of combat and, well, like, it's not narration. Because it's not narration. But it is, though. It's not it's narration. internal monologue. No, it's not narration. Narration would be but describing Nick, the scene around but you. He's no, no, not Nick doing Nick Spencer that. does it all the time where but he's like, Peter's narration. mindscape is a narration box. No, it's, it's not. It's an inner monologue. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's not narration. There's a difference. Narration would be, oh, so I'm much aware of what narration is. Everything. The He's narration from Dark Interlude. Yeah. yeah, Dark Interlude has a lot of narration. Yeah, but you can use the narration boxes mm. as an inner monologue. No, that's why it's... everyone does it. Who? This is the only book give that the, I haven't give, seen. Yeah, I'll, uh, this is the only book I have not seen that does it. Give me a book that has a a a, a box that's that's a thought bubble. That's a thought, not a narration. And I'll make that's a narration that's not a thought. Like I will find it. But anyway. So while he finds it, I'll close out the show. Oh, we give him the book, by the way. A four, I said. Okay, so three and a half, four, four. Um, so yeah, while Hunter does the show, uh, search, so I can yell at him after the show, I'm closing out the show. So guys, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, AndroidsComics.com, to check out this week's preview and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Androids underscore comics. The podcast Instagram, Androids Amazing Podcast. The Twitter, uh, the Twitter. And Twitter, Androids Comics for up-to-date news. Follow the Twitter. The Twitter, I'm, I'm that old. Um, you also check out our live stream every Tuesday around 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock on Tuesdays on Android's uh, Amazing Comics on Facebook. You can see my face talk about nonsense and new stuff. And guys, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. As always, support your local comic shop, Hunter. Go say something before you have to run off. No, I figured you were going to close the show. I was going to go walk over and get Spider-Man because that's what I know where it's from. Okay, fine. Yeah, hey, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>